Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. With us on the line is our Florida Connection, Florida Senator, Phil Jakes. I miss you, I miss you. Oh, boy. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody in all this. This sick, strange darkness. <laughs> Headphones are off. Still going. There's That's horrible. Spiders. <laughs> there were spiders. spiders. Who the hell was that? Some comedian. Did you think at any point that first singer was like, hey, are we still doing that voice? We're 37. Okay, that's my time. <laughs> A comedian named Whitmer Thomas. Apparently. Just acapella this week. What's your rating? Uh, four point six. Nah, I figured. Couldn't break five on that one. This four week. points for humor. Yeah, it's better than most of the ones we've had so far. Well, at least it was done to be facetious, not just done thinking they were doing something good and actually sucking. I'm glad I had my headphones hot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Caution, headphone users. What? Well, I'm deaf now. We're only thirty seconds into the show. That's great. Anyway, we typically start our episodes off with personal updates. Now, obviously, again, it's going to be a little bit light this week. Um, Jesse mentioned something about personal updates. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah, didn't he bought a crate motor. He, yeah, no, no. I didn't, no, he didn't elaborate. No, Jimmy um, Renfrew Sr. asked me if I was going to run the Riverside race uh, for their open show. I believe it's up north somewhere. Yeah, where is Riverside? Uh, probably up in... Not in Massachusetts no more. No, yeah, not in Aguam. probably. Yeah, probably Vermont or whatever. And I've heard of it. I just don't exactly know where. I'm it like, is. oh well, that came out of nowhere. That's kind of different, you know. Thanks for asking, but uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, you know, I I don't have the I don't have the time to do that. I have one week of vacation this year. No money for tires and, 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 and no money for car. tires. Unfortunately, I'm sure it's going to be a good event and whatever. That's cool, but. Not me, sir. Unfortunately, is that the the big money race they usually run? Like, I th- I think it was like five grand or something. Yeah, it's last a five year. grand win to race year. You know, it's cool that they put that on the street stock guys deserve something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, that's no, a, look, it's a neat race. Now I'm looking it up. Yeah, because I oh, is it called Riverside Speedway? Yeah, Phil, yeah, do you have any updates? That's it's gonna somewhere be in New Hampshire. Uh, let's see here. Is it? Oh, is it the one up in Groveton? Yeah, maybe that's, yeah, that's that the sounds one. right. Riverside Speedway and Adventure Park. Yeah, that's the one. What kind of adventure? I'm very interested in adventure. What's going depends on, on what happens during the race. Is it like Adventureland? What's Adventureland? It's that movie with that with that boring <laughs> girl from Twilight. Oh, I've never seen it. Never Kristen heard about Stewart. it. Kristen Stewart. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Oh, she's hot. <laughs> Nah. Yeah, it wasn't nah. bad for for the fappening. It was pretty good, actually. That's fair. Uh, no, it looks like this place was a, uh, or is a, I should say, 
They got a racetrack and they got some dirt stuff and they got carts and they got uh, like an off-road place and camping. Seems like fun. All right. I don't know where that is because New Hampshire is a giant panhandle, so who the hell knows? Anyway, um, I'll have to keep an eye on that later on. It's like North Middle. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't been there either. There's a lot of places up in New Hampshire I've never been to. But it's no. in the woods. Uh, well, it's yeah, a five-hour drive from you probably. You got to drive past the tree. Is there more trees? And and go past the other tree. And you're there, there. If you start getting up into moose territory, is that about it? Yeah. Hmm. Is it near the former man in the mountain? Yeah. Probably past that. I know White Mountain. Probably. Or no, not White Mountain. It's, uh, what the hell is it? It might be White Mountain. He's close to that, right? I forget it. WMMP. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Because I know those are the White Mountains. Anyway, we're talking freaking New Hampshire. We don't live there. Great. We're off to an awesome start. So anyway, anybody else have any updates? I'm not racing this week. I'll be racing next week. I'm not going to do the open show at Thompson because... You gave uh, Jeff Van Pelt the cheater carburetor. It's not a cheater carburetor. Yes, it is. You better tech that 13 car tight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tech that. We're blowing up Jeff's spot. Yeah, I think he listens Poor Jeff. too. Which is <laughs> Check the whole car while you're at it. We'll be praying for you in all your If you want to know what to find, just call me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, I'm loaning parts, but that's about it. I mean, I I typically don't race the open shows if they have them. I think I'll go out there in someone else's car, but I sure as hell ain't going out in mine. Yeah, um, not especially if the race is before your points race. Yeah, I typically focus on points, even if it is now only going to be a five race season like usual. They always have six or eight or whatever, and it ends up raining out or having cancellations now, so. That's not the uh, promoter's fault, but that's neither here nor there. That well, anyway, um, I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll just race on Saturday. I'll probably just show up on Tuesday, just because I think he wants me to go and help him out. So I might go help out Jeff. But uh, that's all I got for personal updates this week. Anybody got any else? I know Phil nope. probably hasn't raced yet either. So no, I got my car ready so I can race September 24th at Citrus. September. That seems. Yeah. <laughs> what are you on my schedule? Pretty much. That's just what we got rained out earlier in the year, and they were trying to reschedule the race uh, sometime this month. But the fair board isn't uh, working too well with the track, I guess. So, it is what it is. Got to wait till September. Maybe I'll run the truck between now and then. You said that citrus. Yeah, it's citrus. They have a count. It's a fair board. What? So Citrus County Speedway is the county fair as well. Oh, we all they, know how that works the, out. Yeah. So they, most of the tracks down here, like Citrus is owned by the fair board and leased to uh, Cameron Ray and his father. Uh, 417 Southern Speedway down in Punta Gorda is owned by the, I think, Port Charlotte or Charlotte County Airport Authority and leased out to uh, Joe Gentry and his wife. Uh, the only tracks I think that are owned outright around here are Auburndale and New Smyrna. Showtime is owned by the city of Clearwater, hmm. and they almost lost that track, but they decided to move the highway they were building to the backstretch. I mean, that was nice of them. Well, it was. I think it was because <laughs> the owner of the track also tows for the uh, county. Ah, okay. So you don't want to step on and, that guy's or, toes. Or for the city, rather. Yeah. yeah. He well, make. Sorry, it's queuing up a video later. I'm sorry. But it's just weird how everything's owned down here. 
Yeah, it's uh, if anybody's from New York, they know how how well things work out when your racetrack's owned by the county or the fair. Um, we'll move on. <laughs> Those are sad memories. All right, so we might as well get into the second segment of the show. Yeah, I know, right? Pour one out. Hell, it this- doesn't even have to be New York. Look at freaking Riverside and Agawam. Yeah, pour one out for the uh, Moody Mile. I'm not pouring anything out. I'm having one for it home. Okay, drink one for the Moody Mile. I actually just watched the video on Lost Speedways that uh, Matt Dillner posted of that. I can't watch for that probably show. like the 30th time. It's so sad to watch those grandstands come down. Mm-hmm. I can't watch that show. It's like watching children being murdered or something. It's, it's just unacceptable. It's too far. Except one of the tracks finally came back after 26 years. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Definitely talk about that later because they're going to be running this week at some point too, right? Yep. They're uh, running uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, instead of Tuesday, Wednesday like last week. But we'll get into that later, obviously. I've got a couple notes on that. But we do need to go into the second segment and bring the show up a little bit more. Because we already started off on a negative note. Let's get back to a positive note with the DARF comments of the week. Comments plural. I said plural. How many do we have this week? No, I just, I kept it to two. I'll get into it. Okay. I love that song. It, It is growing on me now because it's so bad it's good. Anyway, all right. I didn't pick on anybody specifically this week, even though I had every opportunity to. Um... This week, they were out in full force. Oh, were they ever. Uh, this week, we aren't going to, like I said, pick on anybody specific, but it's going to be a tie between two groups of people. Darfs, really. Uh, the biggest event held in a long time at the Waterford Speed Bowl created problems that we all didn't foresee. And I was surfing social media because I was on vacation out of state, and I couldn't be there, so I... Didn't know all this was going on, but obviously I could read along as everybody else could. Uh, The first group of people that I'm going to mention are those who complained that they got turned away at the gate because the place was full. Now, (laughs) I saw people even saying that they were so disappointed that they weren't coming back. Well, be disappointed at yourself because if you showed up earlier, you would have gotten in. So, I mean, come on. You got the biggest modified race of the year. It it overshadowed the SK5K at Stafford. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know the SK5K was happening this week. So, you had to know this was going to be a big event. How did you not show up early? Do you see how many cars they drew? 47. Yeah. I I haven't heard of the speedball turning people away, though, in a long time. Long time. Probably. Probably since the very first Mr. Rooter six one sixty one. Yeah, or, since the last times they ran the tour, the modified tour there. Yeah, or or the friggin' Funkmaster Flex show. Oh, Wings and Wheels. Uh-huh. When they first did that, they turned people away too. Yeah, I, I was getting texts from people saying they did that too. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a capacity. Like, well, if the parking lot's full, you can't park in it no more. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but anyway, oh, I mean, yeah. go ahead, Phil. I was going to say, I, I was talking to Sean about an, another matter earlier in the week, and he mentioned it's the first time uh, they had opened up overflow parking in a number of years. Hmm. I mean, imagine being mad at a track because they put on an event that got so much attendance and attention that you couldn't get in because you showed up late. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, by, yeah, 
Yeah, I, try getting concert tickets, you know, at the Mohegan Sun the last the day before the concert. Just ahead. walk up to the gate and ask for tickets. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll get them, yeah. you know. They, these people were, te- like, writing in on Facebook saying, I got there at 5 o'clock and got turned away by the police. And it's like, you got there at 5? Christ, other people were there at, like, 2 o'clock. Well, like, no wonder you didn't get in. You showed up at heat time, you know? Yeah. Oh, well. Shut up. You aren't special. Okay. Speaking of special, maybe they are special. Well, in the head, and they should have bust in. <laughs> Another <laughs> very short one. There's a layup for you. Speaking of special, the second group of people I want to discuss. All of this pertains to Waterford, by the way. Is all the people who are so spoiled by all the streaming options available to short track racing that were mad that the event wasn't available to watch live online. Well, what the heck? I can't be there. Why can't I watch it? Because uh, it's not available to watch live, Rocket Scientist. It's no different than what the racing used to be than before you got spoiled by the very quick rise of streaming. Uh, if you can't get there, then that sucks. But what a quick couple of years, though, I'll tell you. Oh, that was just a meteoric rise. The, yeah, I mean, it changed the landscape in, in the last two years. It's and- so far wide that it's it's ingrained in people's like, like, like it's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, it's almost like everybody should have it. Oh, you should have it. Well, it kind of, you know, it really kind of stinks because it kind of, I wish we could, but well, it kind of overshadows what the fourth person who's not visible on our feed right now. Yeah. Sid DiMaggio is currently working on cuts of these events, which you can watch for free on YouTube. at the Sid's view. Uh, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. They can't, yeah, they're going to even complain that the that the free event is not going to be there too fast while he's sitting there. Now they'll over. probably complain that it takes too long to yeah, watch Yeah, that's what it. I mean. It's, ta- it's <laughs> taking too long for it to come out. Meanwhile, he's sitting over there working 14-hour days on a keyboard. Maybe more. Yeah, just going... Uh, just, just point Sinking click, click, slowly click, into, click, a, click, into a seat, thanklessly. Having backache. <laughs> Yeah. Scoliosis, running sixty or eighty in-car cameras, or however how many they had, and developing double or maybe even triple carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah, with the mouse. It, like I said, uh, when we were working before streaming became a real thing, and we were working Sid's view, like people were grateful that they could do that, and they were happy that they could watch it. You know, after even after the fact, because they could watch it for free, I guess. But now people have streaming options and pay-per-view and all this stuff and now they're so used to it and then they're like well why can't i oh i don't care i want to be able to watch it and it's like you still can did you forget you know it's like it's just it overshadows a lot of hard work that people do i mean i wasn't there to help at least i was on vacation but and i work um, for a living yeah and jesse works for a living so and phil you know he abandoned us for florida so um <laughs> For warmer weather. Yeah. Oh, wait. What was the temperature there today? 92. Today five. was 95 today up here. Yeah, we went swimming, and then uh, like 50, 20, 30 minutes into swimming, it rained on us, so we ran away. It was like swimming. Sounds like Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as, I, as soon as I got sunscreen on my kid, we walked to the water, and I saw black clouds on the it horizon. It was like, I'm like oh, was, this is going to end well. The water was so warm that it was like swimming in like a sauna. Hot tub. Du- sauna. Like hot tub. Like hot dog, like hot dog water. Jesse, that's because yeah. you peed in the water. I had to go. I mean, he must have peed a lot because so it was really warm. So did the f- rest of the fish. 
That's why I don't drink water. I drink beer. That's it. Anyway, um, but yeah, it just it sucks that people get so. They're so you know. Hang on, I'll just put it into better words. If you can't get there, then that sucks. But it's no different. Entitled. Than, yeah, I could say entitled. I guess because people just feel like they're these options have become so available to them that they're I don't know owed something. I don't know. I'll just put it. We I'll go somewhere a, else. We live you know? in a world full of narcissism. That's yeah. There you go. So it's going to happen. People are just going to be more and more less behaved. People need to be mad at something other than their own selfish notions. They need to be mad at their own situation, not the track or the people who put on the streams or the videos or whatever's fault that you couldn't be there. So, again, people, shut up. Oh, look, Brett, there's the square, and it's actually right. It actually is Tisha Maggio in the square over there. Hey, look at that. Anyway, nobody can see that anyway because we're not on YouTube no more. But, um, yeah, I haven't told the uh, Darfs to shut up in a while, but I told two sets of them to shut up this week, so I feel better. Yeah, um, They needed to be told to shut up. I'm glad you didn't go after the low-hanging fruit. Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? We've already said well, that we're not going to talk about Bubble Wallace or is. anything anymore on this show because it's too easy, and the idiots come out in force anytime he does well or says anything. Literally. It's low-hanging fruit. I'm not going there. That's, That's right. No. Well, they, they keep making them. If they if the reason they don't want them to be popular and and stuff, well, stop doing hate clicks. You know, <laughs> then it won't yeah. be it won't be part of your algorithm. Simple mathematics, folks. Your simplistic, stupid anger is why he's popular. Okay, move on. So, all right, that was our Darf's comments, whatever's of the week this week. And uh, why don't we move on to something a little bit more pertinent? Because Phil mentioned this earlier. And it was about racetracks coming back. And it was the return of North Wilkesboro for the Racetrack Revival series that they're running this month long. I believe it's a couple days every week. They're going to run different programs. Uh, Last week they ran Tour Modifieds, actually. They ran some kind of mini stock. Yeah, they ran... uh Great Mods. Oh, yes, crate yeah, mods. the Carolina crate mods. They ran the smart tour or tour mods, and then they ran uh, the compact tour. I forget the name of it. There's it's a like bunch basi- of different basically ones. Basically, Northeast mini stock tour guys, um, Midwest tour, South tour, whatever. It's all the same cars. Essentially, cool. all the same. Yeah. Cool rules package. Yeah, and they had a lot of them, too. It was at least, what, 38 of them? 40? Yeah, I think they started 38 or 40 yeah, was, uh, on the second night. It was good field and really good racing for what they are. I mean, the top three in the final race were all battling for the lead the last couple laps of the race. Yeah, it was... Uh, if anybody got to watch it, I mean, it was available, and they are available on... Let me see. RaceXR.com and yeah. Racing America does daily pay-per-view as well. Yeah, the Racing America is twenty four ninety nine a day, which the money's going to the track, so I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of that's too much. Uh, but the XR Plus is thirty nine ninety nine flat rate a month. It's pretty good deal. I'm actually sitting here watching dirt racing on that subscription, utilizing it while Wilkesboro is not running. Yeah, I mean, if Wilk, if you're interested in watching all the Wilkesboro stuff, the Race XR stuff is probably a much better option because I would rather pay 40 bucks for the whole month than pay 25 bucks a day. Oh, wait a minute. There's yep. a second it, streaming option. Yeah. RaceXR.com. Yeah. Hold on. Besides racing America, it's RaceXR.com. It, it's 
and it's the same coverage. It's the same announcers, same cameras. It's just cross-streamed. Yeah, That's they, all it is. they share the stream, basically. Oh. These are the people who put on the Bristol Dirt stuff, I believe. Yes, and a, yes. Bunch, of, a bunch of other stuff, too. Same people. Yeah, they do a bunch uh, of Dirt yeah, it's, stuff. It's like Diet really, Flow. Really, really good stuff. Oh, so if I oh okay yeah forty dollars a month, yeah that's way less because they have a bunch of days and twenty five dollars a day is way too friggin' much, man. Yeah, yeah seventy five anyway. dollars a week if you want to watch all three broadcasts each week. Yeah, yeah. I'm not playing that. Yeah, that's a lot. Three hundred bucks a month. I watched the stream while on vacation because we were you know you don't have anything to do at night, so when you come home, I just flipped open the laptop and watched that, and it was great i mean it was good coverage they brought lights in and they raced at night and you you weren't hurting for view i mean you could see everything that was going on really clearly they had uh they had replays they had yeah like i said they had the racing america announcers and uh it worked out really well that place looks awesome at night it, it really does <laughs> and and i'm surprised they only had four light towers and it lit up the whole place really well that's it they only had four that's all I counted was four, one in each corner, and it was kind of they were splayed out across the corners, so they had decent coverage. The corners looked a little dark, but I mm. mean, for a track that doesn't have actual lights, it looked really good. Yeah, I mean, it was still like great. I I'm really looking forward to later on this week when they come back. Uh, I didn't actually pull up the schedule because I wasn't really going to talk about it, but uh, what's it's, what's going on this week? More mini stocks, and then the Southern Super Series, and the I think it's CRA Super Series, super late models. So they're running a bunch of super late model stuff. Yes. I'd be very interested to see what their tire fall-off looks like compared to the Modifieds, because Modifieds, oh my god, this, this racetrack, I swear to god, is like a cheese grater. You I mean, can see the texture in the track from the camera. It's so, yeah, it's so bad. These guys are out there, and it's just shredding the tires apart in the track. I mean, it's just sat there and got rained on for the last, what, 20-something years. So the asphalt, all the top layer, like the tar layers kind of come off, and you're left with literally nothing left but aggregate. And so it's it's got a lot of pock marks in it. It's very rough and coarse. And uh, if they it's, sealed it, I bet it would probably be a little bit better. But they didn't because sure. they're just going to tear it up anyway. Mm. So the tires just take a pounding there. And the track doesn't take rubber. It just kind of shreds it off and blows marbles all on the top side of the racetrack. So anybody you saw racing up like towards the top, they'd hit those marbles and they were gone. It was real bad marbles. Yeah, there's a, a super team from down here that went up there and tested uh, last week. And they said within 20 laps, uh, I mean, they were on used tires, but they were just destroying the tires. The gel coat on the bumpers and fenders was just coming off. You're going to have to, like, double wrap everything to protect <laughs> it. I saw Paul French's modified uh, that I believe Anthony Bello drove. Uh, he had the whole thing disassembled already. He said he's got to rebody the thing. It's so bad. <laughs> Do you think that uh, if they'd put some of that clear wrap on the front it would help or would that just blast it off too do you think i i think for one race it would absolutely help but hmm. i mean is it worth it hmm. i i don't know i know they used to do that in uh cup they started doing that because it would blast the freaking paint right off the front of the cars yeah yeah huh. you know it's still it's good to see the place back 
a sellout crowd night one, almost a sellout on night two. It was it was impressive. It was better than I I expected, considering what they had back in 2010 and 2011 for a crowd was only basically half full, if that. Did we mention this last week on the show at all? I don't think so. We didn't mention anything about North Wilkesboro, did we? Uh, no. no. Surprise, Wilkesboro's back. Oh, um, I was I was talking about, I think I probably mentioned it on Twitter where I said people were complaining about the crowd size because the turns, like the um, <laughs> the oh, grandstands yeah. and the turns were empty. Those grandstands aren't safe. There's no, a reason actually, they tore them down on the backstretch. Yeah, they're kind of shut down and condemned, you idiots. <laughs> you know? they There's could be our, trees growing through the foundation. Yeah, I mean, if the foundation of the grandstands is shot and the structure is kind of compromised, are you going to stick a whole bunch of people up there? No, you dummy. And besides, the stretch stands are just concrete blocks on a hill. I compared it, you know, I compared North Wilkesboro with the just the front stretch grandstands to pretty much any short track around the country. Now, how many short tracks do you know of that seat anywhere between five and ten thousand people? All of them, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. North Wilkesboro they estimate is about twelve thousand on the front stretch alone, and it was full. Yep. So how and is then that? Some. Yeah, and, and then some. Yeah, and how is that a any sort of a failure? Not at all. That if, was th- yeah. for for the for the size of the show that it was for just being fifty lap tour mod races or was it seventy five or fifty? I can't remember. I think it was now. fifty. But fifty lap tour mod races, one each night. Uh, I think it was a fifty or a forty lap uh, crate mod race. And then like a thirty-five lap uh, mini stock race, three divisions, and you're going to sell a twelve thousand person grandstand out? Come on, that's not a failure at all. They can't do that in modified country. Up here, no. you're, you're running. It's, if you're running fifty lap tour mod races, like, uh, well, let's just say locally, I guarantee you, you're not selling out. And Alan Dietz, one of the announcers, was saying on the broadcast, he was walking around before the race asking people if they had come there. This was on night two, if they had come there the night before. And everybody who was asking, like one out of ten said yes. Yeah, it was all new people. Yeah, it was all new people on the second night. It's, I like This it. is what we need for that place to keep going and succeeding. So we got to keep supporting it. Like I said, I guarantee you, that this is even tour mods are probably going to bring the weakest crowd. Wait until late model stocks show up. Wait until Dale Jr. shows up. Oh my God, that place is going to be holy a zoo. crap! They're going to be turning people away. You it's know. probably already sold close to sold out for that weekend. It's yeah. got to be from pre-sale. I guarantee it. I mean, when you've got somebody like him who's been pushing this track to come back and been a big, you know, proponent in bringing it back. Um. And he's going to run it, and he is Mr. Most Popular Driver for all of entire history. Um, and let's not forget, they're about to tear this place up and turn it into a dirt track, too, for October. I guarantee you that's going to draw, because that is like the Daytona 500 for them. They don't get to race tracks that big very often. That's huge for a dirt track. And who's racing that on when it comes to dirt track? Oh, they're, they're going to have... I think they're going to have big block dirt mods too, but they're going to have uh, late models. I don't know about sprint cars. I'd love to see sprint cars there. That would be bananas. I mean, they race sprint cars at Bristol, so I don't see why this would be any different. I mean, they race them at 
I've seen them race on a mile track, like the Moody Mile that we mentioned before. That's just yeah. wild to watch them on a big track like that. So this, they, they can handle this. I'm just saying, I, I don't know what the more. schedule is. Obviously, they're not running until October, so it's not really time sensitive at this moment. What but pavement sprint cars? No, dirt. They're oh. tearing up the asphalt at North Wilkesboro. They're going to repave it, and in the meantime, they're going to tear it up and run dirt races on it, and then they're going to repave it. Oh yeah. Let's see. They got yeah. the Front Wheel Drive Mini too. Stock Association, uh, 602 Late Models, Blue Ridge Super Late Models. Uh, Iron Man super late models, whatever those are. Thunder Bombers, which are street <laughs> stock. 604 late models. Steel block bandits. Sport mods. Modifieds. Uh, and Carolina sprint cars. That's going to be go. wild. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I can't wait for that. But that's October, I, so let's just go. I would not want to be in turn three when one of those gets upside down into that into that old fence oh where they're uh, <laughs> got all the people camping on the back stretch. Oh, boy. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, we should speak of some of the results that happened there. Okay. Ryan Newman won the first race back at North Wilkesboro after the start of the recent revival to start. The month of asphalt racing before Forward it turns to dirt in October. Into the pages of history. I'm only mentioning the tour mod stuff because that's well, what he was people the first, around here. Wasn't he the first guy in one? I believe he was. Yeah. And uh, I do have this guy on my Facebook feed because um, I, I actually went on one of his shows. And he's also one of the voices of Bowman Gray Stadium. Just wanted to give a special shout out to Eric Brennan. Um, oh. He got to announce the first green flag back at the racetrack, which was cool. That is cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's very cool. He was there with Alan Dietz the first night. I think he took off the second night. He had somebody else there. Um, but, yeah, it was cool to see Eric Brennan because he, he and um, an old iRacing buddy used to host a podcast that was very short-lived. But they had me on, and uh, they actually bought me a new pair of racing shoes because I put up a post that I was gluing my shoes back together <laughs> just so I could go racing. And they're like, you need shoes. And I went. they went and bought me shoes, and then I went and won a race that year with those shoes on. So I sent them a picture. I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't hate Alan Dietz, no. but he, he sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth when he talks. Oh, he's super Southern. He's as Southern <laughs> as they get. I don't he mind He is the guy. probably the best Southern announcer that we have down here. He's a great... I, I don't mind the guy. He's pretty good. He's better than the guy at Pensacola. Oof. Anyway, um, <laughs> Money Matt Hirschman won the second day of Tour Type Modifieds. So that was, and that, by the way, they have the uh, the lift to Victory Lane working again. So when oh, they go yeah. to when they go to Victory Lane, they roll in and they go up, and they go back on the roof, and they got that all fixed up. So now it's like that's pretty cool. Makes it special. That's one of those extra details. Should we talk about the surprise of the weekend? Why not? Let's go into it because I have Polly probably- the third, <laughs> Polly Hartwig the third, Polly Hartwig the third. Of crate, all the hot yeah, he's a Pennsylvania crate modified racer. I know he runs at uh, oh Jesus, what the hell is that track called? It's a Mahoning little, Valley. That's it. It's a little bull ring, tiny ass track. It's Mahoning a Valley. It's not a bull ring. Well, it's a ring. Rings are circular. Fair. <laughs> uh, but no, he's eleven freaking years old, and, and he the kid won- is a shoe. He won both of the crate mod races, both of them. I'm like, Unreal. I'm like, holy crap, this kid's for real. And you sit there, and you watch this kid race. And we've been watching racing for a long time, so we study it. You know, it's our art. We we study our art form. Yep. And this kid makes, like, all the right moves, man. I'm like, 
damn, he's got he's got twenty years of experience packed into an eleven year old frame. Yeah, I I don't usually like kids that young being in full size car, but this kid is the real deal. Yeah, I don't either, but <laughs> he's pretty damn good. I got to give him credit; he's pretty damn good. And his interview wasn't half bad either for an eleven-year-old. Yeah, he'll figure it well, out. He's probably used to winning. He's probably been doing it since he was four. Yeah, he's probably been racing since he was a fetus. Yeah, I mean, he was I'm in sure a go kart at four. Midgets and all that stuff. Yeah, he's probably was in a go kart at four. Did that for a couple of years, and then he went to a quarter midget at six, and then into a late model at eight, and then they've know. had him <laughs> practicing the tour mod apparently too. Really. So I know and Paul they're, has they're the not a big so. budget family. It, it's a family team. They're not. They don't have a big budget. They don't have a ton of money. Well, you can tell because they can't really afford a decent haircut. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of? A, how much is a is a crate? Are those the same as an SK Light? Pretty much, but they have pretty much. Tires. But they're on the yeah. They're on the correct tire. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, the correct oh, tire. Big deal. It's still, a, you know, a forty thousand dollar race car. Probably. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's kind of not a you know. It's, you it's say, a little you bougie. You say that, but it's a little bougie. Mm. You can you can probably put one of those cars together a cheap cheaper car for twenty twenty five grand. That's great, and then the right front every week, because you have to balance <laughs> that into the budget. Well, <laughs> you know, depends on who's driving, I guess. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter say, who's driving. Sometimes with there's Paulie a lot the of, third driving, probably not every week. Well, it's not his fault. He goes. There's other people involved that you can't avoid. There I, I will squirrels. say it. The, the best part of any of those 602 races was watching Pauly III absolutely, absolutely drive by his father like he had an anchor drop. <laughs> Can yeah. I be the wet blanket in the room? Yes, go ahead. Because, you always are. Yeah. Well, someone has to be. Someone has to be. <laughs> I, I Because I don't like to use emotion. I like to use reason and evidence. And I, I as much as a good story this is, I hear he comes from a really good family and whatnot. Uh, and uh, he's he's sounds very talented. Can't take anything away from him at all. And many congratulations go out to him. But an eleven year old doing it a modified. Where do we draw the line? Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. Yeah. Where do we draw the line? Because it used to be you had to have a driver's license to drive a race car. Period. And I think we really should stick kind of stick with that because we really shouldn't be putting this on kids. Yeah, I mean, look you know what, what happened I mean? to the legend cars. There was a ton of legend cars when they first came out, and then like the ten-year-olds all got behind them, and then the adults are going to leave. Now, once you put children in the car, the adults are getting out, man. Because listen, I don't want to put, I don't want to do anything that would wreck a toddler, or yeah. a, or a, a sixth grader, I or don't, whatever. I don't want to get into a racing accident and feel responsible for. A child dying, you, you, you know, know what I mean? and there have been children that have died in race car accidents. Even in like, like this twelve-year-old Tyler Moore last uh, in May, he 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 drives in like in in, in uh, Saint Petersburg, is that Auburndale. Oh, it is Auburndale. That's definitely Florida. Yeah, in Auburndale, he got killed after he crashed his. It looks like a uh, some kind of a. Mini street or street stock? It's a, or yeah, it's a mini stock. It looks like a Honda. It looks like one of those like Honda Del, Del Sol yeah, things. Kind of weird. And twelve years old goes head on into the wall, probably forty five miles an hour, dead. Yeah, dead. 
there's you know, and I'm sorry. There's no oh, he died doing what he loved. He doesn't know what he's doing, doing what he loved. Are you yeah. kidding he could, me? He could want to go play 12. baseball next week. He, Trust a, me, a lot kids of have that no is tension. He still has time to become a doctor. He may want to do that while he's you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, what a, a lot hell? of that is lack of proper safety equipment, but. There is. You're also a line not fully developed yet. Drawn. So yeah, Polly the Third is is kind of a unicorn when it comes to that. Like the kid's got talent. He's a huskier little kid, so he's he's like probably a Tyler take a, Yeah, so, he's gonna probably. So you, so you think he's they, gonna, they both won? What so, do you want? So you call him a little fat kid that's got a little extra insulation. Yeah, he's got a little extra cushion on him. Breaking, but that, I mean, not all kids are like that. I mean, you look at. I don't want to be the Mateo kids when they were younger. They they were little twigs. Breaking news: Phil doesn't like fat children. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I was a fat children. I still am, so it's okay. I don't want to be in a wreck that yeah that puts a kid dead or in a hospital. I'd probably kill myself yeah, right then and there with kids. I don't I'm wanna... fine with them doing like a mini stock division for them, but you got to have the proper safety I'm equipment. Sorry, no, has race, to be you have to draw the line somewhere. Maximum it's... age of 14 years old. I think more. I think I think we just got to go back to the driver's and, license. And you know what? And you know what else? Because there's um, so much you can do in in like carts and other stuff that you can learn with. And, so. and having kids that young doing adult stuff, you know what? You could how many people watch the Little League World Series? Only the parents and a bunch of creeps. Hey, <laughs> the guys it, who it goes bring back uh, to what I what always, you always can, say is the ladder is broken. You can always, you can always, yeah. You, you think anybody wants to watch a bunch of little leaguers playing at Yankee Stadium? I don't care how expensive their equipment is. I don't want to watch that. I don't I even mean, like watching college. I mean, yeah. the, we're, the, we're not. I'm not ragging on the kid. I'm not no, ragging not. on the family. We're it's just the saying it's the system that's broken. We're just saying that we really don't, I don't like see a kid get hurt. We don't like seeing kids get hurt. We don't like seeing kids racing that young because they're just not they're not fully developed yet. I mean, they're still not as strong as they could be. They're not as you know as robust as they could be. They're not as intelligent. You know, I mean, I don't like I mean, why I don't like little kids playing football or that you know, too. Or, I mean, it's the or same even thing. Ho- or even freaking hockey, but it's the way it is. You know, yeah. Go, I just think go karts, brain damage sports. Even yeah, go karts, yeah. go karts, quarter midgets, mini uh, mini cups, Allison Legacy cars, and Legends cars. Yeah, there's plenty you, to do. Until you're 16, that's all you can race. That's how it really should be. Yeah, you got to draw the line because it, it's just too much. It's it's too much of an ask. Anyway, to ask the competitors to do that because I'm going to race a kid different mm-hmm. than I'm going to race a grown ass man. Yeah, if somebody, if, if I have to worry about the welfare of a, of a little kid, I ain't racing them. Yeah, I'll just go do something else. I'll get on my bike or something, go for a ride. Yeah, I don't want to be responsible for that. And that's a motorcycle, not a friggin' bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> bicyclists are a bunch of a holes. Anyway, um, yes. did anybody catch the BC39 USAC race midget race? Nope, turned it off because. Heats were a shit show. Really? Because the end of the feature was really cool. Uh, I, it was a hell of a race. Kyle Larson says it all the time, and I agree with him after watching that. There's no respect in midgets anymore. Yeah. Well, Buddy Kofoid won that, and the I think they had a green-white checkered, and it was an absolute dash to the end. So that was pretty fun to watch. But anyway, why don't we move on to local stuff that actually matters. Let's go to Stafford, because they ran their annual, I think it's ninth annual, SK5K. There's plenty for us to discuss in this one. 
Oh, here we go. Oh, dear. <laughs> you all have right. it all written down? Oh, I've got too much written down. Multi-page. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be longer than I expect. All right, limited late models. Ari Jensik led the field to green and three laps in was challenged by rookie Kevin Cormier, who's been really good this year, uh, who brought Jeremy Lavoie with him past Jensik. Uh, I got one quick aside here. I got to ask Flow Racing, what is the deal with the new side-by-side ads that I kept seeing? Uh, I know they help add to the quality of content because you have money coming in through advertisements, you know, and the quality of the streaming and stuff. But can we find a better way to sell ad space without disrupting the viewers who pay for the streams? Uh, like do it under cautions or something. Didn't bots to say they were on a timer? They could have been but i don't know because it happened at pretty inopportune moments which i'll mention later yeah todd bonta said they were automated and i don't care Uh. and uh (laughs) it would be nice if they just gave the control to bonta and then he can do it whenever it's appropriate but well we'll see what happens in the future but um that'd be nice but whatever for now i am going to mention it a lot so anyway cormier's time at the front was short-lived as lavoy got by only a couple laps later as Devin Jensik was challenging Richard ha- uh, Rich Hammond for fifth place, the lapped car of Trinity Provost slid up and turned three, made contact with the left front of Jensik, cutting his left front tire. I feel like he tried to retaliate out of frustration, but caught uh, Matt Scapini. I freaking love Matt Scapini's name because it always reminds me of Mario Brothers. It's a me, I'm Matt Scapini. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know where the hell he was going there. He just like turned left. I don't either. Yeah, he hooked a left but, and made uh, for the infield. and Matt got caught up in it instead and uh, cut his left front down. So after that, uh, those two guys were out. So Lavoie controlled the restart because I believe Jensik just kind of turned into the infield and stopped, even though he had full control of his car. Um, Lavoie controlled the restart, would not relinquish the lead, and he took down the win. All right. Late models. Andrew Duran led the field to green. Did you just skip over to street stocks, or are you not going? Uh, street stocks are after the late models. I went in order. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. They didn't actually run them like normally do, you know what I mean? Street yeah, stocks normally. Limited. It's okay. late models, SK lights, SKs. So I just went in order by how I watched it. Rock and roll. All right. So late models. Andrew Durand led the field to green, but immediately there was trouble further back as Paul Root got stacked up and collected John Blake into the turn one wall. I think everybody kept going after that. Uh, Adam Gray got turned around but didn't hit anything in that incident. Let's see. Wayne Corey would take the lead on lap two and immediately put a gap on uh, Michael Ray, who would move to second. Tom Fern would immediately challenge Ray for second, but Paul Varecchio, he lost the tire going into one. He'd catch the outside safer barrier pretty hard. I think that's like at least the second wreck from a flat tire for Paul this year, which sucks. Yeah, it was a heavy hit. Yeah, Yeah, that was a big one. This is when the second side-by-side ad would come from Flow Racing, and it was a much better timed one than Live Racing because it was during the caution, so I didn't have much problem with it. <laughs> I did keep notes of this, by the way. <laughs> the, the only hard part about the, those side-by-side ads and all that to me is Stafford is one of those facilities that just keeps talking and feeds you information and talks about everything that's going on, and you end up missing some of that. So that, that gets disappointing, but again, not in Stafford's control, so... I know it's not in Stafford's control. I, I definitely addressed it to Flo. Uh, yes. We'll hear more about that later. Lots of teases later on this episode. <laughs> That's it. Fern would roll the restart. Stay on the tuned. Out. Yeah, Tommy Fern. In hour would, three. 
Tommy Fern would roll the restart hard on the outside and take the lead from Corey only five laps in. Um, battling mid-pack last week's winner, I think it was last week's winner, right? Daryl Keene. He would pass Pulsit or Duran, but Michael Bennett would make contact, sending Duran spinning in turn two. I feel like they have history. I don't know why. No? Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Everybody I, has history. I forgot Andrew Duran even existed. I think he took some time off and then came back. Gotcha. Uh, he'd send him spinning in turn two. Uh, let's see here. Ten laps in, and Adam Gray, who spun early, was already challenging for second. A lot of physical individual battles would take place throughout the field, but not result in cautions or wrecks, which was good. Uh, but Tom Fern was gone. Even Adam Gray couldn't run him down at the end, and Fern would pick up the win. And uh, Adam Gray's podium streak continues. I think it's at least Fern. 10 straight races now. His worst finish is third in 10 races, I think. Fern looked like he forgot how to do an interview. as hasn't won a lot lately. Well, when you don't win 12 or 15 races a year, you forget how to do it. No. I know. What is this, only two for him this year? I think so. <laughs> only. Only well, two. It's, only. It's nice to see him getting back to victory lane because he went winless a couple years ago, didn't he? I think he did last in 2020. Year, yeah. Yeah. Or 2020 year. or 2021, either yeah. one. I, yeah, I think really so. Really off year. Yeah, really weird. Uh, like when you win like 15 races or something, then you don't win. It's very strange. Yeah, didn't know what was going on there. All right, let's get to a great discussion point. The street stock race. Yeah. Oh, here we go again. Luckily, they had 28 cars instead of us discussing eight cars that crash each other like Waterford. Um, Tyler Trott led the field to green with the 46 of, I believe it's Jason Finkbein. Yes, Eric Finkbein. Which Maybe. One, which one's which? Jason. I think it's Jason. I yeah, it's Jason. Okay, good. There's a couple of them. So I keep forgetting who's who, and I get really tired and taking notes and i screw him up so all right jason finkbine all over his bumper and challenged for the lead on lap three travis downey would follow him through into second place what the hell speaking of stafford i just got a text message from jeremy wise from stafford motor speedway asking me if i can work camera on the 26th and friday night well did you get paid i did actually yes oh you did yes stafford did pay me okay good was it well basically what sid pays so not good. It's no, fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> no, you can uh, tell he has us muted. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. You can. I'll call it fair market value. Well, I don't have. If someone planned. pays in video production, that is, you're a professional. Okay. <laughs> That's cool though that they reached out and asked you to do it again. Well, I must have done a pretty good job because everyone asked because everyone asked you to do anything in video production for Zilch Nada. Hey, they Nothing. offered to pay, so I'm so, doing. <laughs> He'll be listening and be like, "Oh, really? I made the show." They didn't ask you yeah. to pay for it, you know, for exposure. No, they didn't do that. They're, no. they're not like that. No, they're a professional crew, just like Sid. Correct. Uh, let's see here. Lap five, Travis. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Lap five. Tra uh, let's see where was I? Travis Downey would follow him through. I like a second. watching him ignore me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On lap five, Travis Hydar chucked it in under Bertolette, and Ouellette ended up in the turn one wall, but would continue. And Hydar was put to the rear for contact. Yeah, yeah, it, that was a slightly optimistic move. It was, slightly. but you know something? The I love Bert and I love Travis and and all those guys are they're really cool people, both of them. Okay. Oh yeah. But I think the fifty-one gave him a little bit of the test of nerves, meaning he kind of just held him down a little bit just to see what he do. Mm -hmm. And uh, looks like 
looks like Travis won and, and the 51 like, oh, he passed those testers. He's going to hit me. <laughs> it it, it kind of looked like you know? he got in under him, lost the back end a little bit, overcorrected just a tick, and they just yeah, got yeah, together. It was, just, it was a racing deal. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he went in there and said, I'm going to screw you. But no. No, but uh, yeah, that like, early in the race. Mm, yeah, I like both of them, but I think it, it, 51 gave mm-hmm. them a test of nerves there. And now that I've tickled their ball sacks pretty well, you know what, guys? I, I wear a 3X, so that's what a good T-shirt would be in order. I did have <laughs> so. fun watching those two race back through the field together because they raced respectfully, gave each other room the rest of the night, and it was 51. pretty good. Yeah, and Bert knew it because it's not like he went and tried to go retaliate, you know? No, he, he knew. Bert's not like that. And, and He knew he knew what he did. He was, he was a, a tough competitor, you know? Yeah, Hydar's not like that either. No, so, so it, you know, that was, it was good. Hydar was put to the rear for contact, by the way. So he had to start with him. Uh, restart with him, I mean. Yeah. All right. On lap eight, an incident between Nick Hovey and Brandon Warren sent Hovey into the backstretch wall and brought out another yellow. Hovey's uh, miserable. Miserable season, season continues. Just keep on keeping on. That's awful. Is Too Warren bad. related to Bentley Warren? Doubtful. Just saying. I, I just, I don't know. It's curious. New England, Warren, you never know. Generic last name. Not gonna, not gonna say a thing. Besides, Bentley Warren lives in Maine, so I don't know. Your your um, your father-in-law lives on Warren Street. I mean, the connections are all there. He has more <laughs> of a connection to Warren to spotter on Tyler Chadwick's car. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's bringing it back quite a ways because I haven't seen either of them in years. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's see here. Restart saw Downey and Finkbine battle side by side for the lead. We've seen this before this year. Uh, at the halfway point, let's see. Downey would take the lead on the top side. Let's see. Fast cars were coming from the rear and being quite physical and trying to carve their way back through the front. Uh, another caution flew on lap 13 for big debris, which looked like one side of a complete exhaust system. I think that fell out of Cindy Sturk's car. I think it was from the header all the way back. It was yeah, the mid-pipe, pieces. mid-pipe and muffler, and it all fell apart in, one, in two different pieces. Yeah, I was like, that's was, a big one. I was waiting anxiously to see how the track crew would approach that, and they did a pretty good job. <laughs> oh, they're seasoned. I was waiting for someone to pick it up with their hands or try to. Oh, no, they're seasoned. They're like, we, uh, get the shovel. One of them got a We've broom handle. We've seen that at Waterford a couple times. Yeah, they yeah. picked it up like a, with the broom handle like a pro. That was good. Yep, they knew what they were doing. Yep. They knew what they were in for. Hot, 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 hot. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Restart had Jason Lafayette tuck into second and then spin with Bobby Stark in separate incidents in turn one. They kept going to save the green flag run. Uh, Ouellette got back by Hydar coming to the white flag, but in turn three was where shit went bad. Uh, Real he, bad. Got, he got to the, uh, outside of David Macha senior who was having a Wait a minute, you're great gonna run. career you run. Gloss over the fire. What fire? The eleven. He didn't catch fire this race. That was last race. The 11 Jesse, car finished. you watched the wrong race. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a week behind. Hold on. I need another beer. Okay. He didn't catch fire this race. They haven't gone through four motors yet. So, I mean. He drove like he was on fire. Yeah, pretty much. He was hauling through the field. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Nope, I'm corrected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Hydar drove like he was on fire. Uh, but anyway... Uh, a got to the outside of David Macha Sr. Which, I mean, we have the audio here, but we, you know, you're not going to be able to watch it. Yeah. Let's see what happened here. 
It, it looks, looks like, like Bert kind of cut down a little bit. It honestly. looks like he tried to dime in the corner a little bit. Yeah, I thought Bert pinched him just a tick. That's got to be like the best video of the year. You watch it on Facebook, and the, and the camera falls out, and, and it, it spins all back. over the racetrack and points at the wrecked cars. Brent, what did everything. you describe that as? I said it's Stafford Motor Speedway, a Michael Bay film. It pointed back at the other cars. Yeah, it pointed back at the car it just fell out of. It, another incredible. car ran over it, and it didn't even touch the camera, too. No. Was that Brand- What's his name? Brandon Rashan? Is that his name? Or Brendan or something like Brandon that? Brandon Rashan. Is that his? That's his camera, Must be right? his camera. PRVL Creative. Is that his thing? I guess. I think that I was his camera. I don't know what that acronym but- is, but it fell out of the car, tumbled all over the racetrack, managed to keep it in focus, a little cockeyed, but whatever, and and still you see the thing wrecked upside now I'm seeing people. Oh my God! I'm seeing people say, "Oh, well, he got what he deserved." Well, you're an asshole. Uh, no, he did not get what he deserved because Bert got a little bit sideways, but stayed in the gas, and he kind of cut down on Macha. And Macha's like, "I'm still here." He's a racer. He's not going to give an inch. It's the last yep. corner, last lap. No. Contact's going to be made. Do you think he knows he's going to do that? I think it was it, it was exacerbated because of the uh, damage to burst left front. There was some body damage. Oh, that's it. right, because he took the fender yep. off when uh, Hydar yeah. got into him. So without that fender, it, that left front tire ended up being a launch ramp. Yeah. He just jumped over the open, so was, exposed was, tire. Yeah, it was just the damage from there, and that, that's just a racing deal. But like when I see people saying he got what he deserved, he absolutely did not. That's the third Darf comment of the week. Hold on, yeah, that's I won't that's play the super music, Darf yeah. right there. That's, yeah, that's that's not even Darf. That's just awful. Like, how are you going to say something? Window like that? licking fucktard of the week. Yeah, don't watch racing if you're going to say that. Actually, um, go play golf. That's right a sport. That's wanting to get to this level. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't comment like that. You're an idiot. Like I'm just glad David was all right after that, especially yeah, the way too. the cage collapsed. You know, we didn't even like mention what happened. I didn't even finish my description for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> I forgot about it. Um, he again ran up the side. Of, he got Bert sideways, and obviously they're just racing coming to the checkers. And from the video, it looked like Bert came down. It's he, just he a dime in the corner. It's obviously it like a racing he dime deal. in the corner a little bit. He, I think he was just trying to race him tight just to get the runoff. But to the, he, to the yeah, flag. Kill, he kills just, David's momentum off the bottom. It just got him a little. He ran him a little too tight, and with that front fender missing, David is not going to lift because he's a racer. And they just made contact. They got to, you know, rubbing wheels and no fender being there. He just launched up and over. Macha ended up on his side, sliding towards the wall head first, essentially. Hits the outside wall hard with the cage, upside down. Turns around, comes to rest upside down. Ouellette doesn't make it to the flag. He's under, basically behind him. Um, by yeah, the way, uh, that ended up giving him a 15th place finish, which, being within a striking distance of the points, mm-hmm. uh, didn't really help Bert. Unfortunately, that was not the the way they wanted. It. I mean, I'm sorry, you're you're getting into points territory. I, I always say you're always in points territory from race one. Yep. You can't have, but now there's a uh, 38 point, point lead after that. Yeah, it was uh, it was 18. It's back up to 38. Yeah, Travis had a 40 something point lead, then lost it to 18 points, and then Bert didn't finish. Right when he was like two spots ahead of and Travis, Travis did. or a he spot was not ahead. on fire this week. At least a spot ahead of Travis, and then he doesn't finish. So it's like, well, shit. 
But anyway, Macha's car was destroyed. I mean, I did see some people trying to blame uh, Hydar for that too, and, and he wasn't even near him. Travis wasn't even in the same frame. No, they he were. He was a car and a half to two cars back when when the contact, the initial contact happened. I mean, he had a great view of it, but he wasn't even close. Like yeah. he couldn't even throw something out of his car to hit them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that's not happening. Um, what I saw uh, when I watched that video and I watched it back live um, was I saw David Macha Jr. He was still racing. He saw the whole thing happen because he wasn't that far behind. He locked his shit up and like came to a dead stop right next to his dad's car, and he jumped out while the race yeah, was still going on. He didn't even finish on. the race. He didn't even finish the race. He was so concerned. I mean, I would be. No, I like about that. No penalty. No, they didn't penalize him for that. There wouldn't. It's like, dude, that's, that makes sense. You know, they use common sense for that. Yeah, I mean, did and if you watch uh, Brandon's video, you can you can actually count the seconds it takes for safety crew to be there. Like, they're there instantly. Instantly, yeah. They're instant. They saw contact, and they were rolling. They saw the car upside down, and they were there by the time the thing came to rest. NASCAR's yeah. AMR safety crew could take some lessons from Stafford. Yeah. I mean, well, those guys were there. Yeah, they, they must have looked at the anti safety safari because that's how they roll. Yeah, the safety safari has almost gotten hit by burning cars because they're already responding before they even get to them. <laughs> yes, and they also and Stafford got this car upside from upside down to right side up pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, kind of like that. If you've seen the pictures and of softly, this, yeah, and softly, so it wouldn't hurt him or anything. Yeah. And they got him out while he was right side up. No, I'm sure. I'm sure Dave was probably like, I don't care how you do it, just get the blood out of my head. Yeah. I mean, they worked pretty quickly to winch that thing up and over, but this car was destroyed. If you've seen pictures of it, the right side cage is just collapsed bad. Um, luckily, all the cage structure is over on the left side where it belongs. So if the right side folds up, that's okay. Yep. You know, I'd rather have that side fold up than the left side. But I, I will say one thing though, David, full containment seat. Mm. In yes. anybody that's running one of those cheap eighty dollars Speedway specials. You're a fucking idiot. Put a full containment <clears throat> seat in your car. No banjo Matthew we're seats not, here. We're not trying to make funny or, or bring light to it. Just please, you know, for future sake, if you ever do feel like getting back into a car, invest in a better seat. The little floppy head restraints don't work really good at yeah, all. I mean, I don't that, trust them. But anyway. They were folded flat over. Yeah, I mean, you can't He's have that. Very, very, very lucky. Very lucky. There was a bad hit, and it was a bad hit upside down. I mean, you don't want that yeah. at all. I mean... By the way, if uh, anybody gets in touch with David Macha Sr., have him contact me because if he's interested in a chassis, I got one sitting in the backyard, give me a call. Uh, I don't really have plans for it at this moment, so it's a start if you ever want to go back to racing next year or whatever. Just let me know. All right, uh, let's see. Travis Downey, well-deserved one. By the way, Travis upside Downey, not this week, because uh, David Macha did that for Travis him. not upside Yeah, that downy. was slightly ironic that Travis won on the night that a car flipped. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And I think, though, what, this is like his second win this year, at least? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so he's doing pretty well this year. He's figuring it out really good now. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I was going to mention something else. I forgot what it was. But anyway, it's just nice to see that... Everything kind of worked out in the end. It sucks that those guys lost a race car and it's completely destroyed, but I'm just glad that you can walk away from it. That's all that really matters. Uh, so, all right. And plus, I hope that Stafford 
takes a look at the car. Maybe they can, you know, figure something else out with the rules package and stuff. I don't know. It's, you can take this and turn it into a learning moment. Yeah, there were a couple bars in that car that that helped, and there was a couple that I looked at that, that I probably would have changed. I mean, that's probably what, would have helped keep the roof more intact. But that's you know that's how we learn is by stuff like yeah. this. So maybe we can do oh, something else. NASCAR learns the same way. Look at the Newman bar, the Earnhardt bar, the Petty bar. It's you know it's how many progress. bars Petty has had named <laughs> about after six him? or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sally. He's got a window net. He's got a window net and like several. That's universal bars. across all motorsports for the most part now. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, we should move on to a different section here. What the SK lights? SK lights. Speaking of street stocks, it was street stock alumni front row, as Brandon Michael and Frank Latoile the third, Frank the three led the field to green, toppling Frank the towel. A, Frank the towel. <laughs> That's your name for him. Uh, <laughs> Frank Natal Jr. Third. Anyway, Is uh, the third? it's the third. Yeah. So stop juniorring up your kids, New England. Okay, this makes it. Insane. You know how many of the thirds there are at Stafford? There's too many. Okay. Too many. There's anyway. Too, yeah. <laughs> there at Waterford too. There's a whole bunch of thirds down at the Waterford Speed Bowl. Uh, anyway, top lane had good grip, but it wouldn't stop Tyler Alcus from taking the lead on lap three from the bottom. Uh, lap eight saw another split screen ad from Flow Racing. Uh, safe to say, I won't be buying a Buick Enclave anytime soon. Uh, okay, so <laughs> back at it here. It strung out until Charles McDougall car spun off a of turn four with nine to go to bunch of field back up. But this was a very well behaved race, maybe the only one of the night. But uh, Tyler Alcus went unchallenged to claim his first SK Light win with the best mullet in the history of mullets. I have no idea what Jesse's doing over there. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> it was cool to see Tyler get that win. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, is that because of his mullet? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's the most American thing in the world. That should be child abuse right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's rough. I'm sorry. You can't have a mullet because it's just, you're just making a statement. You're just making it a thing. And it's just not cool. <laughs> it's like no matter what, it's like, hey, yeah, I rock Z and a Def Leppard record into it, into the tape deck. I mean, there's worse ways to live your life, I suppose. It could be on meth. Could uh, the, yeah, it could be listening to country rap. Oh, yeah. That's even way worse. All right. So, oh, sorry. Florida, I don't Georgia Line. I don't. I don't listen to. I don't listen to music anymore because of country rap. I've listened to everything. I've listened to everything that I had to listen to. It's the end of the universe. That's it. You're done. Everyone can go home now. You, you can may, go home. We have country existence, rap now. All existence is now null and void. Go home. Yep. Go ahead. Go home. We're done. Country <laughs> rap exists. Bye. Have a good time, everyone. All right. So we'll move it on to the SK5K. Now, what was it? They could do a pill draw and they could figure out how many laps they were going to run. Was it like 60, 70, or 80 laps or something like that? Yeah, yeah I they, didn't understand how they did that. Yeah, they, 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 uh, yeah, you drew the distance of the race out of a hat. I think I skipped which that part. Which is interesting as all get out. It is interesting, but I did skip that because part. Because it's so hard to see, because you either have to set it up the car for, well, you probably got to set it up for the longest race. And, and hope for the best. And hope for the best. <laughs> or you I might take set a it gamble. up to the middle ground and mm. get to the front first and then block. <laughs> yeah. 
So they it's got, only ten laps. You could take yeah, you could take a page out of my driving notes, Phil. They drew the <laughs> so they block you. So <laughs> anyway, they drew to make it eighty laps. So that's a nice long race for you. All right. So Mikey Flynn and John Pulio led the field to green for the ninth annual SK five K. Pulio would take the lead on the backstretch from the outside lane again. Outside lane working. Lap four, we got another ad for Buick. So now anytime I see a Buick, I don't want to buy it. I want to egg it. All right, so... You, you would think they would target their ads better because we're not 90. We don't need a Buick. Hey, they're the ones paying flow, so I guess why wouldn't you play them, I guess? I, I guess. I don't know. They should do what Cadillac did and make them cool. Hmm. <laughs> you know? At least they didn't do what Lincoln did and have an old has-been actor just talking to himself in all the car. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Daniel Wesson would take the lead in that Sid time. Look at sucking Boop. that pipe like he owns it. <laughs> Daniel, like he owes, look at Sid sucking that lollipop like he owes it money. It's a freeze pop, dude. It's a freeze pop. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Oh, so by the way, back to what we were doing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Daniel Weapon would take the lead in that time. Uh, Marcello Refrano and Ronnie Williams would carve through the field, and Refrano would draw the pack to the leader as the battle for second would tighten up to five cars. Uh, twelve laps in, Refrano would take or would make the pass for the lead as Williams challenged Flynn for third. Lap fourteen, Corey DiMatteo stopped for a caution on the, or and oh, I'm sorry, Corey DiMatteo stopped for a caution and got the yellow, uh, magic restart button with a flat tire off of turn two. You like what I did there? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, he he stopped and then as soon as the yellow flew started going and i thought the scott tapley rule was always and he maybe he's overruled at stafford on this but i thought the scott tapley rule was always if you draw a caution intentionally and then get going without the aid of a push truck or something you automatically get put a lap down did that happen i don't know maybe i don't think no i don't think for so. sk rules <laughs> maybe i don't think I don't so know. because i remember him being up a little further at the end so part of the boys club uh, I, I just no. hate automatic intentionally drawing a caution. It just kills the show sometimes. So anyway, Refrano had a strong restart, bringing Williams with him. Uh, Todd Owen started moving towards uh, the front. And by lap 20, he got by Williams for third. Ensuing restart because there was another light caution. Uh, Weapon jumped out to... or jumped. Is this foreshadowing? <laughs> Daniel Weapon jumped, but they kept the restart good. And on lap 24, Weapon uh, Wesson was third with Flynn and Kopsik side-by-side behind him. And to be honest, I don't blame that on Wesson. No. Uh, he was clear when he started to turn into turn one. I felt like Kopsik tossed it in too late and cleaned them all out. And uh, then it was on from there because, uh, as we're going to go into our second major discussion topic at Stafford. <laughs> well, I think we should each get a take at the, at the incident. So I Brent, agree as well. Yours. Okay, I'll finish yes. my take. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Again, I feel like he was clear turning in, and Kopstick went way too fast in, way too late. There might have been history. He might have taken him out on purpose. I don't know. I can't speak for the man. I'm not him. Uh, again, Wesson and Kopstick were all they were involved in an on-track fight afterwards that involved crew members. Um, again, that was kind area. of that was yeah half the pit area kind of that was kind of my take. Well, there's only I mean, there's really... a reason why Kopstick got into a fight. We can go into that later, but yeah. I feel yeah, like, uh, from what I could tell, I feel like uh, Wesson was clear, and it just got chucked in there, and they all got taken out. 
I, I agree. That's just kind of my view. So yeah, I, what what is all right? I'll take how I have a take. Let me. I'll take ahead. the floor here. All right. I yeah. I don't. I. It's kind of weird because I, I've seen a few posts on social media and whatever about the whole incident, and from what I see, it it doesn't seem like you know that uh, Daniel Wesson is like part of the boys' club. So he's not he's not supposed to be one of those guys that quote unquote not supposed to be up front, which I hate because anybody who's up front has the right to be there. You have to pass them clean. So just because modifieds your you modify guys, those are like one of the few exceptions that are that can pass cars going into a corner. Right. Okay. But this time, I heard I heard the spotter say clear from my bedroom. <laughs> okay, I was watching this. I was watching this in bed, ready to go to sleep. You know, because it's work. Got to go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard him. I heard he was clear. I saw he was clear. And just because you can dive bomb doesn't mean he should. Does just because he's not part of the boys' club doesn't make it right to. You know, he shouldn't get up and move out of the way. But at the same time, you don't spit in a man's face. Because okay. that's reportedly that's what happened. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't do that. The the reports are that Wesson went over to confront uh, Kopsik. Words were exchanged, and supposedly, allegedly, he spit in Kopsik's face, eliciting an extremely angry response from Kopsik. Yeah, he, which I completely understand. I heard there was punches thrown too. Um, yeah, you, I'm sure there were. There was. But yeah, but, you don't you don't spit in a man's face. Okay, you don't spit in a man's face. You don't slap a man, especially if he's in the car still. Which is right. it's and Stephen Kopsick, he ain't no bitch. No, not a bitch at all. He got out and took care of it right then and there. And I got to give the hand off to him. Yeah, Danny Weston went from went from victim to predator. Really, you know, from offender, <laughs> yeah. from victim to offender. In my opinion. Because he went way over the line, you you don't you can't do that. That's very unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very unacceptable. That, the the way I saw that whole thing, they were side by side in three and four, and Wesson cleared him with the momentum off the top coming off, and all the way down the straightaway, there was, I don't know, a half car. He was clear he was by clear, clear by a half car at least, and. Steven probably at that point should have just conceded, tried to build another run, but he had a bad corner entry angle and he put his lefts down in the dirt. And as soon as he did that, the car just took him out, cleaned him out straight up. Just a bad, bad racing decision. I get it. You're going for big money, but you got to be smarter than that sometimes. Yeah. If going for big money doesn't matter if it costs you big money because you screwed up that badly. There's a thing. There's a thing in racing where you have to know your competition and you have to know that if this guy's clear, he's going to take it right away. And that, he's not going to hang up even more copsic fault to me because you know that Daniel Wesson has a, a reputation for not being that great. He's wild. He's run into people. He's wrecked people all year. That's why, That's he's why we call call. him Daniel Weapon. Mm-hmm. He's not in the boys' club. In, in this situation, Daniel Weston was not at fault until he unstrapped and climbed out of his car, crossed a hot track, confronted Stephen in his car, and escalated the situation. If you have a problem, call him on Monday. 
Don't yeah, or do wait that. till he gets out of the yeah, car. Or wait till he gets out of the car and handle it like men. I don't even condone fighting. Because all it's going to do is get you a vacation. And what happened? Well, <laughs> I take the spit in the Why face. don't we go into it, Phil? There yep. you go. There's a good transition. <laughs> all right. So, for anybody wondering who hasn't read it by now because it's been shared I'm glad that literally they, everywhere. Thank you for posting the results before the podcast, Stafford. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I know they usually do it like it's usually on, the Tuesday or Tuesday. something. But Monday? Heck yeah, I like this. Much appreciated. All right, why don't we go through some penalties? Right. Oprah Winfrey was handing them out this week. All right, so the worst yes, penalty, the worst penalties handed out was definitely two. Just hand that quicker out of Ninety-two SK modified driver Daniel Wesson. Infraction, unsportsmanlike conduct, safety violation, failure to follow directives of Stafford Speedway safety team, actions detrimental to the sport of auto racing. Hey, you got that once, Jess. At least once. Uh, $250 (laughs) fine. Uh, Indefinite suspension. Stafford will review reinstatement January 2023. Disqualified from that feature event. (laughs) I have have a quick opinion on that because I actually got some questions on why he was in indefinitely suspended versus what everybody else got and i think it's three strikes got out of his car crossed a hot track that's strike one engaged in a fight before cops got out of the car strike two then his crew was involved as a driver at stafford motor speedway you are responsible for your crew they make that known it's in the rule book mm-hmm. strike three a lot of tracks see you later i think it's also got to do with past history as well but well, he, he's the one who initiated contact, and you have to make the example of the one who initiated contact. That and it did warrant an example. Now and there's a whole. I, I think it's a good penalty. Uh, let's see. He here. was the most egregious. Ninety-two SK modified owner Eric Wesson and crew Shannon Wesson were suspended for the next two completed events. Crew Morgan Wesson, crew Mark Demuro Jr. and Senior uh, were all. Suspended from the paddock area for two completed events. Uh, that means they can go in the grandstands, but, you know. Uh, crew Griffin Walunski was fined $100 and, and also suspended. Um, another crew member, Dave Day, was uh, suspended license for two events, meaning he probably can't go into infield pitting. Not a big deal, uh, but still suspended. Your name's on the record now. That also happened to crew Shane Peel, crew Glenn Edwards, they also had their licenses suspended. So that's how many people on this team? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people, ten people, including driver, obviously. So nine crew members and one person from one team penalized, suspended, or had something taken from them. Why are that many people on pit road? I don't know, man. Dan uh, Lajeunesse made a good point. Like, yeah, what's that? Why? That's that's excessive. Come on, <laughs> Stafford. Five at the max. That's a lot of people. You don't need that many people. We got to start limiting that because someone's going to get hurt. Uh, let's see. Twenty-one SK mod S. Stephen Kopsick, unsportsmanlike conduct, safety violation, failure to follow directives of the safety team, actions detrimental to the sport of auto racing. He got the same fine, two hundred and fifty dollars. I'll tell you what. That was a sweet tackle, though. He got out of that bird dog stance, you know, and on hot two. He bolted for the quarterback. Okay, <laughs> on the ground. He even he fell even, getting out of the car. He even got him with the shoulder. They teach you to, to move your head he to the side so you don't the, spear him with the shoulder. And yeah, you got to get him with the shoulder and arm all the way around. Friggin' LT proud. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. So he, he got 
he got the $250 fine as well. He was suspended from Stafford for the next four completed events. Uh, two events out of the paddock area, next four from competition, and he was also disqualified. So he got a lighter penalty. Uh, Did you see the, the safety worker just saw Steven coming and was like, oh, fuck this. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> You're taking the bullet for this one, kid. <laughs> she jumped out of the way really fast. I don't blame her either. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Um, I'm looking through all the rest of the people. And uh, on the 21 team, let's see, crew, Nick Kopsick. Basically Nick, everybody. Nick Den, Den Uzar, Bruce Clark, Archie Pelloian, Morgan Danzuzar, I can't pronounce names, Nick Romano, sounds like Vic Romano from uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> nobody else watched that show? I love that show. All right, that show was great. Uh, Anthony Camerata, <laughs> they all had their licenses suspended by Stafford for the next two weeks. So I'd say they all got off a little bit lighter. Now I have a question: um, How come that fat bitch that escalated this? How come? How come she didn't get? <laughs> we don't a know little bit that. extra because she was in there throwing punches with the drivers. Well, what if that was? There's oh, you know something, guys. It's always this way too. Anytime you have a fight in the pits, it's always some loud fat bitch who doesn't have a hot dog <laughs> in her mouth at the time. That's always jawing off at the mouth and throwing punches and just making shit a lot worse. You spent way too much time at the Speed Bowl. I mean, um, it's always Jesus. some fat bitch. <laughs> this is Jesse's opinion, for the record. By the way, yes, uh, all views oh, here think, are shared think, by Jesse Gleason. I think, I think Sid, Sid's back to listening to oh, us, dear. which is bad for his sake. Always a fat bitch. <laughs> always one. Well, if you listen, there were... I don't want to add names. I don't Let's know just who's, move I, on here. I don't know who she is, and I don't even care. It, it so, doesn't matter to me, but it, it made it worse. So from the 21 team, including driver, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. So instead of 10 people. He rickrolled us. Um, yeah, the kid just walked in here and rickrolled us. <laughs> By the way, there was one more infraction and penalty handed out that was not related to this fight. But we can go into that later because we haven't finished out this race yet. See, Jess, I kept it going. <laughs> yeah, more on that later. You know something, and and yeah, you know so. And about and one final thing about this incident: two wrongs don't make a right, but two wrongs God. definitely make a shit show. Brent, that's the title of the episode. Three rights make a left because Three eventually you'll get left. back that way. That's right. Uh, right. The, the title of the episode should be Fafo. <laughs> Fuck around and find I didn't even out. hear what Jesse said. I was busy thinking. Oh, something. saying two wrongs make a shit show. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't say shit show on on iTunes. So, or kerfluffle. Okay, so however you. We should that. continue on with the with the race because I didn't even finish yet. We just gave oh, you all the penalties. Now <laughs> the race ain't over yet. Ensuing restart after that debacle. Uh, Refrano held strong and retained the lead against point leader Todd Owen. Keith Rocco dusted off another clip or car or whatever and made his way up to P three. Uh, on lap 33, Owen took the lead from Rufrano. On lap 36, Noah Corner got flat run over by R.J. Marcotte and speared the turn one wall. Uh, next restart, Rufrano made a strong run on the outside because obviously the outside had a ton of grip. And uh, he retook the lead around approaching halfway. Uh, lap 58, another Buick ad would disrupt the broadcast. Now I want to break the windows of any Buick I see in the grocery store parking lot. Uh, order would not change much as the three-quarter mark passed with Refrano, Rocco, and Owen in the top three. Twelve laps to go, and Owen would get by Rocco for second. The race would run clean from lap 36. 
and Marcello Refrano would finally win his first SK Modified race. He was the all-time lap leader in this specific race, and obviously he still is after this night. Uh, it also marks his third different division. He's won a feature race in at Stafford. Uh, the final Buick ad <laughs> came in. Is it the third or the fourth? No, like the fourth. I don't even remember. Yeah, because uh, he won a tour race there before he won an SK race. Okay, so yeah, it's the fourth then. Um, yeah, he did win that Open 80 race, didn't he? Yeah, I think that was two years ago mm-hmm. now. Okay, so it's the... It, well, technically it's the fourth, I guess, if you count tour mods. So. And that's also why I'm not shocked that he won this race as his first race. He's, he always seems to be good in the long races. The kid's yeah. really smart about saving tires and saving his equipment. Yeah, it's probably one of the most overdue wins Oh, by for far. a long time. You know, Indeed, most overdue yes. wins by a driver for a long time. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a great race. Deserved that one all the way. So I was mentioning uh, the final Buick ad came as Marcello Refrano spilled his guts out on the on the mic in an emotional interview, completely spoiled by a side by side ad. <laughs> Thanks, Flo. Thanks, Buick. <laughs> Got more freaking airplay by me dickheads why don't you just give marcello a car (laughs) for all the times they interrupted his race they should (laughs) have why not uh make it up to the man you know final (laughs) infraction penalty notice here goes to the 88 sk modified driver of marcello refrano for doing a post-race burnout which is a hundred dollar fine at stafford (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> worth it worth it absolutely worth it yeah worth it i think they keep it that low because like hey we got to keep order and stuff like that but you know what we don't blame you if you do one for a, a first time winner <laughs> you know yeah right that's all right that's cool i the first time i ever heard about that was when woody won the championship for the uh this greer steve greer team yeah the, the gun smoke that was yeah. it yeah yeah gun smoke stables car yeah he just threw it in the infield I think it was right after the the monster trucks ran late that year or something. Oh, the dust was so awful. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a cool picture. It is a cool picture. And he's like, yep, here you go. Take it out of my check. I don't care. All right. Now, obviously, we're still working. Well, Sid's still working on the uh, vault. Sid's view, I should say, from the tri-track race that was held at the Speed Bowl this weekend. And I wasn't there because I was on vacation. So I texted Mitch and said, hey, can I just use your your write-up on the show this week? He Again. says, sure, just let me know if I screwed anything up. I'm like, okay, I guarantee you didn't, but we'll move on. All right, Waterford Speed Bowl. Again, look for these videos. They're coming out on uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You're going to be able to watch the races from the Tri-Track event. Again, I if you didn't watch your social media channels and you're a race fan and you didn't see any pictures from the Speed Bowl, then you were living under a rock because this place was packed. Absolutely packed. I should really have Sean on the show and talk to him at some point. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been like, geez, I can't remember how long it's been. We had him on when we did a show in Sid's Man Cave like really early on, like episode yep. five or six or something like that. But that was like the last time he came on. We should have him on and just ask him generic questions sometime. Anyway, let's see here. Ask him the hard ones. I don't ask hard questions. <laughs> Depends on the day. All right, so local stars shine for capacity crowd at the Shoreline Oval. So let's see here. 
Uh, yeah, this is, uh, local Speed Bowl stars had their time to shine in front of a capacity crowd that came with the addition of the Monaco uh, Modified Tri-Track Series, their first visit since 2016. And uh, like we said before, they had, what, like 46 cars? 40 46, something, 47, something like that. Lots of cars, especially for the Speed Bowl. I mean, that's a lot. Usually they don't draw this many, but that was a hell of a lot of cars. And they only took, what, 28, something like that? Uh, 28 or 30. They don't take a lot of cars. No. So, no. I mean, you can. It's not a big track. Now, let me go to... Oh, he's, he wrote 44 cars. I'll just go with what Mitch says because he was actually boots on the ground. Right. And uh, let's see here. Temperature was hot. Just like this room. Yes, it was. This room is boiling hot. The action was even hotter with Andrew Moeller and Kyle Giro being untouchable in the SK Modifieds and Trucks, PJ Evans going back-to-back in the Inex Legends cars, and Jason Palmer taking the top spot in the Thrilling Late Model event. So going into it, opening lap crash in the SK Modifieds put Tim Jordan hard in the wall and removed him and Mike Christopher Jr. from competition in his return to the bowl this season, and uh, Mitch sent me the pictures of that. and Double hook Timmy. Yeah, that thing was uh, pretty hurt, it looked like. Uh, when racing resumed, Dana DiMatteo took off to an early lead. Uh, he would have a decent night. More on that later. <laughs> Jesse just looks at me. <laughs> uh, anyway, Andrew Moeller. Yep. Andrew Moeller and Todd Owen directly behind him was hot on DiMatteo's tail. Moeller wasted no time getting by DiMatteo with a bottom shot move 10 laps in. Owen tried to follow but couldn't complete the pass until two laps later. Moeller seemed unbeatable until a caution with 12 to go for a spinning Cody Rose restacked the field. However, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> poor kid. Anyway, however, when the field went green, Moeller went, took back his dominant perform, uh, position in the top spot and went on to score the win. Late models. Charles Bailey III got the advantage over pole sitter Jason Williams, who scored fastest time in qualifying in the late models. Williams immediately found himself under pressure when he Failed three-wide attempt, shuffled the pack of cars, including Jason Palmer, Ray Christian III, and Jordan Hadley, and more. Christian would eventually try to cross over Bailey in the corner, but found that the opening available was much smaller than he needed, sending Christian around and to the rear of the nine, lap nine of the 30-lap race. Bailey and Palmer dueled side-by-side side until the halfway point when Bailey would finally clear Palmer. Williams, still in the mix, tried to make an attempt on Palmer, but Christian took to the outside to pass Williams when another caution flew with 10 to go. This time, Palmer was able to clear Bailey for the lead, and Christian was in a hurry moving through the field. The classic Palmer versus Christian on-track battle took place once again, and with very minimal contact, it was Palmer scoring his 89th career track win, putting him fifth on the all-time win list. I'm sure Sid would correct me if that was wrong, but I didn't write it, so it's okay. One week removed from a thrilling three-wide truck battle for the win, Kyle Giro wasn't going to be denied again. Giro worked his way to the lead on lap seven and never looked back, earning his second trophy of the season in a very clean truck race. Nice. Yeah. Kyle's a good dude. I I worked with his mom for years in Norwich at the post office, so mm-hmm. good family, nice people. All right, Fun after- to race with, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad to see that he's figuring this truck stuff out really quick because he got into it this year and he's already picked up two wins at the speed bowl uh let's see here legends cars after a lap one melee pj evans launched into the lead 
and seemed to have the race win in his lap, but he had some hurdles to clear. Lap traffic played a part in his path to victory with six to go, which put Dylan Freeman on the outside. Uh, a caution on the final lap for a car stopped just short of the finish line, set up a green-white checker. I hate that. You know, you can't just finish the damn last lap. That's the worst. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, caught, let's see. Set up a green-white checker, which allowed runner-up Brody Monahan to put the bumper on Evans, but didn't have enough time to make a move. Evans went on to win two in a row and the regional qualifier for INEX. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, so now, they didn't run a lot of the different stuff. They didn't run, I don't think, street stocks or mini stocks or anything like that this week. So, no. um, Local hero Dana DiMatteo was the best of 44 cars who showed up to compete in the Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series 100-lap main event, scoring his first tour-type modified win against the biggest names in the region. I'm just reading this press release because... I don't want to give a heck of a lot away. I want you to be able to watch the video when it comes out on Sid's View. So that's all you're going to get from me about the Speed Bowl this week. I have a question. Go ahead. It's probably for Sid. He's probably not listening. That's okay. (laughs) I I want him to put a a counter for how many beers that he drank for his birthday. Is this this a a birthday bash? Yeah, like a little counter yes. at the, the corner. is just like, ding, and it rolls to a different one. Yes, I would just like. It keeps rolling. Yes, yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like the episode of South Park where they said shit like 2,000 times. Yes. And there's like a little counter in the top, and it just keeps rolling. That's right. All right. That's what we want. Okay. I, I, I will say it was cool to, to see Dana get that win. At, well, hear that he got the win. I clearly didn't see it. Not I mean, yet, they had yet. but I, I watched. We all watched them come up in Legends and mm-hmm. then move up to to SK Lights or SKs and whatever they they drove. And just seeing the progression, Dana. I I honestly for a while wasn't sure if Dana had what it took in a tour mod. Watching him, he kind of struggled at first, and it seems like they've gotten the car better. He's learned more, and now I'm wrong. He's damn good. Yeah, and it's good to see a, a hometown guy win the tri-track races. It's kind of like a diet touring series, you know? Well, they had so really kind of big good... names show up. I mean, yeah, they I had like Ryan. Hell, Todd Zegedy missed the race. They had Ryan Priest there. He hey, finished like something? fourth and fifth. That's yeah. something. Todd Zegedy missed the race. That That's is something. mind-blowing to me. Yeah. yeah. They had a lot of good names there. Like I said, there's a ton of good talent in this race, and yeah. Di Matteo just came out on top. Yeah. Simple as that. Experience. Knows the track, been there his whole life. Raced on in the Legends car thousands of times, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thousands of laps. All right. Oh. So, I, you know, I got to give uh, a little bit of an apology to Seekonk. I haven't been mentioning them a lot lately, but if I can't see the races, I can't do them justice, and I don't really want to just go through and say, oh, well, this guy won. Hooray. You know, that doesn't really help. It doesn't, especially if they have a press release, you know. I mean, I, I mean, it's tough that we have to do it for the speedball as much as it is. I mean, we get the videos best we can, but Seekonk is absolutely nothing because they're living in the early 2000s, held together basically because of the NASCAR sanction that doesn't allow them to ever have any kind of friggin' third See, way of streaming media out there. That's that's not true though because all these NASCAR tracks are now on flow. 
Yeah, they do have a lot of NASCAR tracks on. They do, but you have to apply for a special permit for that. I wouldn't say yeah. so because NASCAR has a, has an agreement with Flow Racing now. They NASCAR do. NASCAR has ARCA on there. They have all kinds of extra content. They do because if the if they didn't, you would see a lot more of them with the with the NASCAR with the with the NASCAR uh, sanctioning on it. You'd see way more than just what they have. They only have like. 18 or 19 of them right now. If that, yeah. I was going to say like seven. Still, that's that's a lot. It's not that many. Hmm. I don't anyway, know. I, do yeah. love, I do love Seekonk. I, f- I absolutely love the place. I think everybody here loves the place. But I just don't do it justice. You know what I mean? So I, by just announcing the winners, if I'm not, if I'm not providing storylines, it's really not providing any sort of helpful information or excitement to that track is just me kind of it almost seems boring you know well this guy won hooray you know it's just it just seems boring i don't want to do them an injustice you know but go to seekonk because i love the place and they really do deserve to have attendance and and you know people being interested in the place it's a great place i just i, I, I just don't do it justice do, because i can't put together full we need notes. a fourth member of the show yeah probably someone from from massachusetts or whatever and say, oh my God, radical Rick friggin' Martin. He drove through that field like he was hair was on fire. What's funny is yeah. I actually think Rick won the truck race this week. <laughs> he did. He won his 192nd win, and he did it like he, it was a smoke show. Done. I, Boom. I did, as we were talking about that, I did recall a conversation I had that I just brought up with someone from Seacock that I'm not going to name. Um, Why? They said the reason that they're Secret. not streaming is because... Flow takes so much from it. Hmm. I'm confused by that. Yeah, that's. I, I wonder if Seacock. I mean, Stafford just has a unique deal. Then I don't know what they. Uh, they'd have to elaborate more on that for me to really understand what they mean. Oh by yeah, it. that's a ba- that's a boardroom kind of deal, and you're not going to know the details. Yeah, of that's. That. So. That's tough. Yeah, Radical Rick did win. I did notice that. Uh, Dave Darling won, and I'm like, dude, you sound like the kind of person who doesn't want to be there, but you still race there, so it's like, I don't get it. Yeah, anyway, I wonder if he cried again. <laughs> he probably compl- he probably won the race and was like, oh, I hate racing here. I hate racing with these guys. <laughs> they suck. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, Chad won, so that's cool. Yeah, that's... Chad. Chad's figured out the street stock stuff, that's for sure. I said we weren't going to go He's- through the winners, and we've already mentioned three of the four. I think you did it justice. <laughs> You did what else justice. do they have there? Who won the late models? I don't know. Vinny or Radical Regano Rick, or something uh, again? No, Vinny, Vinny Jerry, Jerry did. Oh, Jerry D? Yeah, nice. Jerry D did. Um, I believe he also won the Triple Crown. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Darling won the Triple Crown. Rick won the Triple Crown. Chad won the Triple Crown, I think. I think they all won that specific Triple Crown series by winning that race. Not sure, cool. but, you know. So, all right. Again, I wasn't going to go through it, and then we ended up going through it anyway, so that's kind of funny. Oh, well. (laughs) It is what it is, right? All right, so let's move into We might as well go into some national stuff, because I don't really have any other notes for local stuff. Anybody got anything going on? No. No, No, sir. All right, let's just do the national stuff and kind of get Plow through it. Let's go. Let's just throw this thing in the can as fast as possible. All right. Uh, I believe trucks were off. F1's on a summer break. No one cares. Yep, no one cares. Xfinity and... uh, Cup were at Michigan. IndyCar was at Nashville. I think we'll touch on all these. 
Uh, let's see. Ex- Nashville Road, Nashville City. Nashville City. Yeah, the street course. Which, yeah, we'll talk about that for a bit. Uh, that was an let abomination. Me, let me just buzz through. The, I'll buzz <laughs> through the Xfinity crap. It was. Uh, Noah Gregson, AJ Allmendinger led the field to green. Gregson would win an uneventful stage one. Uh, in lap forty-one, Matt Mills and missed uh, spinning and wrecking CJ. I think it's CJ McLaughlin. I'm not sure. Um, yep. Who and both would crash to bring out a yellow. Lap fifty-four, David Starr made wall contact and spun to bring out a yellow. Uh, Gregson would steal stage two from AJ Allmendinger in a last lap pass. Uh, I believe he also said that he was holding his breath the whole lap, racing hard, and ended up puking in his helmet, which ah. is pretty gross. <laughs> That's going to smell good, all hot. and bleh. Yeah, nice and hot. <laughs> Give me a water. Let me flush this down a little bit. Uh, so let's see here. Ty Gibbs would be in control for the rest of the race from then on and essentially control his own destiny. Um, he probably had the late run speed that the GM, JRM cars didn't have. Uh, but he would take that win handily over the JRM cars I just mentioned. That dominated all race until that final stage. So, okay. In other <laughs> Xfinity news. Yes, we do have other Xfinity news. Yeah, I believe Marco Andre is going to drive for the Roval. Oh. For the Roval. The 48 car. Why can't they just put him in the Oval? <laughs> well, the Why ro- can't we just race the Oval? Yeah, well, back then, before the Roval, it was it was quote unquote boring, and then they put the Roval in to spice it up, and now the Roval sucks, and the and the oval track race is actually really good. So, so it's I always, don't think the oval was really that bad anyway. So he's going to run whatever. for for the big machine racing car. Yeah, the one you know Tyler Reddick used to be in, but uh, more on that later. Why are we <laughs> Why are we doing this later? Why can't we do it now? Because IndyCar ran. Richard Childress is the most <laughs> petty son of a bitch on earth. He's okay, hurting fine. his own program. Can I That's ask, all I'm going to say. Okay, fine. Before we go into any other news, can I ask a question? Why is RCR such an insufferably cringe-level petty organization? Like, as soon as the Tyler Reddick story broke about him going to 2311, <laughs> they put out an unprofessional release about the timing of it being bad. Now you don't see Reddick in any of the RCR-affiliated Xfinity Series rides like he was before. And then they also come out with an announcement that Austin Hill would be their newest cup driver, and he's competing in his first cup race this weekend at Michigan, which, by the way, did anybody know where he finished? I think he finished, like, 22nd. I didn't know either. Um, no. No. <laughs> And they made sure to put this out there as soon as possible to take the light off of Reddick. And this comes right after Reddick literally freaking won at the Indy Road Course last week. Well, you know why? Because for the second time in their organization's career... History. You know, in their history... There you go. They made the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Tyler Reddick wanted a long-term deal. Okay, we, we're only going to give you the option. You haven't won enough races. Very dismissive. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. They thought that picking up the option meant that they could negotiate later, but that was absolutely not a guarantee. Yeah, we'll wait. Wait. We'll wait and see if he's going to end up being any good. Kid wanted a long term deal. Somebody else wanted to pay for it. There's plenty. He wanted of other, to be loyal. There, he wanted to be loyal, but he wanted a long term deal. Guess what? A lot of teams in the, in the running. Twenty three eleven picked up the ball. Sorry, but uh, you disrespect me. I'm going to disrespect you. Picked up you. the ball, Sorry. Jess. Well, I mean, they, they, I thought the, I thought Michael Jordan, Danny Hamlin was a good gamble. Oh, <laughs> now we're going into Jordan gambling scandals. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Picked up the ball, gambling. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I hope Tyler Reddick wins the championship this year and then turns around and looks at them and goes, You should have picked, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Guy, the guy literally will game for you no matter what. And he's yeah. proved that in the past. He won a championship for Junior Motorsports, goes to RCR or vice versa, whichever way he did it, and wins a title there. No, he must have gone to RCR because then he ended up in the Cup Series there. Yeah, Goes to RCR, wins a title there. You know, goes there, wins a cup race, wins another cup race, announces he's going somewhere, or wins a cup race, announces he's going somewhere else, wins another cup race. It's not like the kid just gives up when he has a new deal. He races no matter what. Well, he's a professional. Exactly. Yes. So, And this is the second time in, in, in Childress's history because they failed to pick, he failed to get Kevin Harvin. Yeah, that was I, a I'll dumb say move. one thing, Dumb, too. dumb, dumb. How do you forget? I, I'm fearful for the rest of the field when he gets in top-notch equipment because I think he's every bit as good as Kyle Larson. RCR, dirty yeah. little secret, is not top-notch equipment. Not, it's even not. close. Look it's C-level equipment. Look at I would say look at the three car, but I can't. This year's a little different because <laughs> this year's a little different because it's a brand new car and everybody's it doesn't not really, really matter that. It's much. a really equal playing field for the most part. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but the haves still have, and we knew that was going to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you guys. The cream is going to rise to the top once you get some fundage. He's going upwards. Yeah. He's he's going to win a lot of races and championships. I think. Yeah, and that's a. Dumb move by Richie Childress. The only guy he could really, the only, the only drivers he's ever made happy on his team was a long <laughs> deal was Dale Earnhardt and Austin Dillon. That's it. <laughs> mm. Seriously. Oh man. But it's okay. Ty will pick up his seat. No, oh no, Austin Hill will. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So um, I meant Ty not, not, Dillon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I do have to say the fact that we didn't hear anything about Austin Hill all day is actually probably a good thing. That means he had a quiet, consistent day. He didn't piss nobody off, unlike yeah. some other people. Yeah. More on that later. More on that later, because <laughs> we're gonna go in order. <laughs> There's always some stupid theme to this show. I swear to God. <laughs> Every week, that's what makes it funny. Yes, that's I guess okay. so. We need to talk about IndyCar at Nashville first. Why Nash don't we? Because we? we'll go in chronological order. Why I'm do we not. Have to talk about I'm this? not going to run down this race because I don't want to. Uh, two, I, corners I, crash, two corners crash. Two corners <laughs> crash. Two corners crash. That's well, the whole race. We're I was I was looking on Twitter, and I saw Marshall Pruitt's tweet, and he's a you know big media personality, especially with sport cars, sports cars, and Indy cars and stuff like that. He said, and he did the math. That 45% of this race on the Nashville street course was run under caution. 45%. That's almost 50. That's almost half see, the I may race. Miss a, I may miss an uh, uh, IndyCar race here and there, but I never <laughs> miss a Marshall Pruitt podcast. No. I can't wait to listen to this one. Oh, my God. I mean, this race was almost half run under caution. They don't do stage racing, but by the way, excuse me. But <laughs> as, I, need it. as I always say... All street courses are shit. You know something, yeah. Because and these guys have open wheels; they don't even have fenders to stuff them into the wall to really even have those kind of bad bad habits. The stadium uh, supercharts couldn't even make a freaking lap without running people over and flipping. And they got fenders and bumpers, and they're indestructible pieces of equipment. What do you think is going to happen when NASCAR goes to travel? What do you think is going to happen when NASCAR goes to Chicago? 
It's going to be the exact same It's going to be thing. even worse. It's going to be, be demo an derby. utter demo derby, like Phil just said. It's going to be an utter debacle. It's going to be embarrassing. This race was embarrassing. embarrassing for IndyCar. Let me go Shoot. over it. There were incidents and wrecks all over the place. Every lap, cars that shouldn't be making contact while racing are doing so because street courses are too narrow and, again, complete shit. Scott Dixon won this race, but what a shit event that brings down the entire credibility of the series in general. Back in, it was just, back was in the... Say, oh, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, the, Phil. The, there's a section of that track that looked like it was like... I don't know, a back walking. It was path. a single lane. <laughs> it didn't even look like racetrack. It was a single lane. There was you couldn't even go through it too wide. Yeah, no. we're not kidding. <laughs> go it watch that the race. Ninety degree left hander or it whatever. Was like the, it was like the the little alley behind the building where they keep the yeah, dumpsters. It, it's like that's what, what it looked like. Was I, I thought the safety vehicles were out on the track, and that's where they get stored. So they ran over <laughs> the heroin needles and punctured a tire. Some of them probably did. Yeah, the right track the was river. it was shaped like a soup ladle, <sighs> and it was kind of cool watching them go up and down the, the highway. But yeah, yeah, the best track was going up and down the bridge. Seeing some cars go up, some seeing some cars go down. That was kind of cool. The only they should have just made it a U-turn. When you get to the bottom of the bridge, just hang a left. When you get to the other end of the bridge, hang a left. Make it a big oval. Done. I mean, we could talk Might about as well. We could talk about the incidents that happened and, and stuff like that. But it's like I don't really care. I don't even care yeah, because no. you know something. Way back in the day, Andy Carr got rid of road courses because street courses. Yeah, street courses. Excuse yeah. me, because they were garbage. You had. They had no passing zones. The streets. This one was actually pretty good, but usually they're they're incredibly very, bumpy. They're very bumpy because they're all a bunch of liberal shitholes, and they don't have any kind of good roads or whatever. There's so you're driving over manholes and potholes and manhole covers and drainage ditches and and all kinds of other crap. So there's no passing, and if you do try to pass, you crash. So forget that race it. was so bad it ran long and it got bumped to, to CNBC because the local news took precedence. Well, over there's it. literally yeah. the local and, news took precedent. Yeah, yeah and I also want to say, what the fuck is NBC doing, putting the Cup race and the Indy Car race both at three o'clock? Really? Yeah, I don't like that either. That's dumb. That's really really dumb. Why are you having them head to head? All right, that so doesn't make sense whatsoever. But there was a two and a half hour rain delay at the Cup race, yeah, and at the and at the oh, IndyCar. and IndyCar race, yeah. So that weather didn't work had a out factor either. too. It was kind of well, yeah. But they were both show. scheduled to go off at three o'clock. Yeah, no. they were. They were. It's stupid. It's stupid. Could have run the IndyCar race at one thirty and been done. Yep. Anyway, uh, let's move to the Cup yeah. Series at Michigan. I'm going to say this overall beforehand. I think these cars race really well at Michigan. Oh they think God. they put on a really good show. They race good that at anything a, a mile and a half and over. Th- like California this year was kind of a, a indicator of what this was going to be, and that was really good. And that was super early on with this car. I said for years, people blaming inanimate objects, a.k.a. the track, were wrong. It was the car that sucked. Never right. blame the racetrack. I never blame the racetrack right. for anything. I agree with you. You can never blame the racetrack. These mile and a half tracks with this car and two mile tracks have been fantastic. There's only been like two that sucked. 
Yeah, only yeah. You can only blame the cars, not the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Now I'll go through you it. You have control over the cars. I'll go through it if Jesse pulls up that video I sent him so that we can have that for yes, sir. Because Ready that's roll. because that's gonna be. Oh God, that sounds just it. It hurts my brain. This All right, so let's, let's go into that. Uh, Bubba Wallace and Christopher Bell led the field to green. Lap twenty-five saw a big crash with at least five to six cars taken out, including Kyle Busch and Austin Sindrick took a big hit into the outside wall in turn two. I mean, if I saw a still picture on Twitter of his car going into the turn two safer barrier head on, it actually it completely collapsed the safer barrier all the way to the concrete. He hit so hard, like he hit a fuck ton. That's like, not that was good. So much. It, These cars it have like no he flex. Sped up. Like he, instead of hitting the brakes, accidentally hit the gas or something. He probably took like, his foot off the brake pedal to to, uh, to not break his ankle. Yeah, well, well he yeah. Probably, probably smart thing because people think he sped up, but it's like, well, if you don't slow down, it you think he's speeding up because you're yeah. expecting him to slow down, but he doesn't. He slowed down less. He just didn't slow down as much as he could have. I, um, I think without a safer barrier and a Hans device, he's dead. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, without a doubt, because that was just an unbelievably hard hit. You don't see hits head on like that very often. That was that scared me. I was like, "Oh shit!" But uh, after that, it went pretty clean. I think Christopher Bell won stage one, lap ninety. Oops, I skipped a little bit here. Lap ninety-eight. Uh, Cole Custer caught fire on the left front tire, brought out a caution. He brought the thing all the way down pit road on fire. It's like, dude, just stop. <laughs> just get the hell out. There's but no he brought it to his pit, and they had fire extinguishers there, and they put it out. But There's no quitting that, boy. Nope. Well, I will say that NASCAR created that problem right there. Because now, if you stop your car on the track and you get out, you're done. So yep. he's probably thinking, oh, i got to get it to my pit. Maybe they can put the fire out, and I can keep going. And guess what Chris Buescher did last week? Good point. Yeah, he brought his thing. flaming car into the pit. They put it out, and he finished the race. So that's, no, I, that's I a NASCAR problem. I just don't agree problem. with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. The damaged vehicle policy is antiquated. We don't need it. They, Especially they with this new car. it up a whole minute. It's six minutes now. With, yeah. No, with this new car with composite bodies, you don't need the damaged vehicle yeah. policy anymore. It's insurance companies and over-regulation. Anyway, uh, lap 109, Noah Gregson's day ended early off turn two. Uh, with 40. He was running good until that point. Yeah, he was doing well. With up in the top five. And I fully expect him to be in the 42 car that they're going to announce on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, okay, so Christopher yeah. Bell was not clear and drove up into Ross Chastain's nose coming to the line. And it prompted Dale Jr. to sound like he saw a spider in front of his face or something. Was that Dale Jr.? Uh, oh, that was Dale Jr. And so this has put the two track house. Oh, we got a crash on the front <laughs> Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the 20 car. Oh, can, can a spider I just... in my face. <laughs> I, I have to say, this has been this has been the story of Christopher, Christopher Bell's career. He has a car good enough to win, and he, for whatever reason, just stands firmly on his dick. Well, and then he, tries to move. He's done it so many times. Like he's such a good driver, he just doesn't think sometimes. Well, I he was he, do he, it in trucks and costume championships, and Xfinity costume championships and wins. It, it just, dude, stop. Not clear, <laughs> like at no, all. Yeah. He, he, he was. He was. Throw stupid blocks. He was asking 
the one car of Ross Crash Chain to, to lift. lift. And that's a, you don't yeah. ask Ross Chastain to lift. I really Go, hope goes back recording. to what we said when we were talking about Wesson and Kopsik. You got to know your competition. You got to know who you're racing against. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask him to lift. You got to give that guy a little extra room because he's a little antsy. He's been sitting on the short bus for a long time. He wants mm. to get off. <laughs> I'm super paranoid. I can't okay, how many kills is that for Ross Chastain this year? I counted them. Ross didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Do anything wrong. No. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he still shot him down. Yeah, Twitter Twitter thinks it's Ross's fault. What? I was going to say, can I? I'm super paranoid that we're like recording and not actually recording. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I need to see it at all times. Oh, okay. Oh, we are good. Yeah. Lucky no. for all of you, we are still. No matter what it is, it's like his at least 15th different kill. It's got to be, yeah. I mean, it's at least that long. He's um, at least an ace. It's three to be an ace, right? Five. Oh, it's five. Finish. Oh. Five to be an ace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Eddie Rickenbacker has has 31 kills. Yep. 26 aircraft and five balloons, making War- him like the deadliest World War One ace of all time. Not even the Red Baron? The Red Baron has almost 300 kills. The Red Baron has a lot of kills, bro. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, I don't even know what country he's from. He's and Ross Chest and, and A. Rickenbacker. You know how many of those were Americans? Zero. Yeah, <laughs> none of them. A. Rickenbacker also used to own the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He did actually. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. For a short time, Rickenbacker did did own the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So yeah, how Ross Chest died when he was owning the track. A that's a, that's the thirty one kills he got. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Damn. Woof. Yeah, don't go to motorsportmemorial.org and expect to see anything happy, okay? All right, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, Ross has, like, how many many Danny Hamlin kills does Ross have? Two. Two? That's it? Two. He has two Two confirmed. Two confirmed for him. (laughs) Two confirmed for the nine. Yep. Two two confirmed for the 19. 16. He got AJ. He got AJ at. Uh, he got the AJ and and the and the forty and the Bowman. Oh, and the eighty eight. Yep, uh, that's Same a two wreck. for one. That's two with one bullet. That's yep, special. He got those two. So I'm up to eight there. Okay, he's got <laughs> McDowell. He's Did he? yep. He got okay. McDowell. Yep, he's got Bell, which is ten. He's got Kyle Busch. We ran over the uh, the at Texas where Kyle had the flat and he went up and over. Oh, that's right, the All Star race. He got yeah, the hell out of him. Race. He killed the hell out of him. That's eleven. That was an airborne kill. <laughs> Did you guys happen to notice yeah. during the race that I think it was Christopher Bell and Ross Chastain were battling for the lead, and Denny's slowly creeping in on him, slowly creeping in on him, and Ross must have looked up in the mirror and said. I don't want him to my left side. And yeah, he, he just moved to the bottom. Gave him the top, which yeah. all day long the top was preferred lady. He just gave him the top and let him go. He's like, I don't need to fight this battle right yeah, now. This, yeah, this is yeah. the one time he had actual like spatial recognition. You yeah. know, for for his own safety. I, I bet his spotter was like eleven coming hard. Give him the top. <laughs> yeah, let's just let this one go for today. <laughs> we don't have to race this hard all the time. All right, so caution flag flew for that. Um, this was during pit stop sequences, and it completely flipped the spectrum of the race because it put Kevin Harvick up front after they would all pit. I believe what those guys all got caught like a lap down or something that had to take the wave around, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that completely flipped the the uh, uh, race. 
Uh, put Kevin Harvick up front, and on the restart, he just ran away, gone. I mean, this was like 44 laps to go or something like that, and I didn't expect yeah. him to stay out front. I figured somebody would catch him. Nope, gone. Guy's yeah, completely Bubba, gone. Bubba couldn't get around the 22, and air. that was all it needed. Clean air, yes, Jesse said. I hate clean air. <laughs> you but wouldn't if you were the leader. Uh, doesn't matter what kind of motorsports these days, air matters. Air always mm. matters. Um, he picked up his first win since, what, 2020? Yeah. I think he went yeah. winless yeah. last year. Yeah. 2020 or 2019? No, he Did won. He a, win? No, he won like eight times in 2020, and he didn't win last year. Yeah, he and oh, Denny yeah. won like nine races in 2020 or something like that. That's that's right. His last win was at Bristol. Yeah, he also Tonight became race. he became what the fifteenth different winner. That's the fifteenth different winner. Yeah, yep. and what is it for the playoffs? Sixteen. Sixteen. Mm. How many races have we got left? Three. Three. Boom. Four or three. And three. Three completely three. different tracks. Three plus races. Okay, including a super speedway and a road course. <laughs> yeah, you have so, Richmond, Watkins I mean, Glen, and Daytona. So I mean, how do you think we're not going to get to sixteen? I mean, this is. It, I, I would think love we see seventeen. <laughs> I would I want to see eighteen. Number one, I would love <laughs> to see over sixteen winners because then they have to revert back to points, and which, which makes the whole thing. They got rid of them in the first place. Yeah, the whole thing totally redundant and gives a little bit more egg on NASCAR's face, which always makes me smile. Yep. Number one, number two. I would love to see. Kevin Harvick or Dave or uh, uh, Ryan Blaney, excuse me, or Martin Truex. If if any one of those two get in the playoffs for some reason, um, because Ryan and Martin don't have a win, they got to get they got to. Ryan has the spot now. Mm-hmm. I want to see any one of those three win this because uh, egg on face <laughs> because. Well, because because Harvick hasn't shown up all year long, he's shown up this week when it needed it most. That's very clutch. Yeah, that means. Did you he hear could... why? No. So apparently, Ford crashed the wheel force car at the beginning of the year and lost all their data, and they've been playing catch up all year. Makes sense. Oh, okay. That. I still would like to know who crashed the wheel force car. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I couldn't Brian. find anything when I was searching. You should ask Murphy. He probably knows. Maybe. Probably won't give it up, though, for job security. <laughs> He's been a little more active on Twitter lately. I've been yeah, happy to see that. Yeah, but he hasn't been as active as he could be. Yeah, I'm sorry, no. but if, if any one of those three guys that come into this thing late haven't shown up all year long, they come up and win this whole deal, egg on face. It makes the whole <laughs> thing look stupid. You know what's so, going to suck, though, is if we get 17 win winners, Kurt Busch is automatically the last man standing. He's out because he's missed the last, what, three races? Yeah, he's still out. Yeah, he's the last man out with a medical waiver. His replacement yeah. didn't do bad, though. He finished 10th. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, it was no. pretty good. He ran up. He, he almost a, led a lap. He, he was had up a speeding there. violation, I think, too, and he still finished 10th. Drove back through the field, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I, as much shit as I've given Ty Gibbs, kid's good. Yeah, he's, he's been very he's, well trained. I gotta he give him very well trained. He he pushes the ball around the circle very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Lots of eye racing again. It jumbled the points up a bunch, like we mentioned. Martin Truex is like fourth in regular season points, but he's yeah. outside the playoffs because he hasn't won. So that makes sense. What a scam! <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. 
the now Bubba, it's like a pyramid scheme. Come on, uh, <laughs> call the cops. Bubba Wallace finished second, and he picked up his like fourth top ten finish in a row, and uh, was extraordinarily and overtly hard on himself after the race. Which, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't Haven't know. we all been there as drivers? Though, yeah. I think where, so. Where you finish second and you just feel like a, a, the most disgusting piece of garbage out there. I finished second more than I've won. Because it was, there was some times where I finished second and I'm like, yay, I'm glad to be here. Oh, I get to put it on a trailer. F that. No. I hate that when they say, because I don't go to races just to go, oh, I hope I get it on the trailer. I hope I win. I'd rather finish third than second. Yeah, I'd rather. Yeah. <laughs> really, honestly. But, you know, yeah, sometimes there's those second places that make you feel awful. Half of me wants to give Bubba crap for that interview, but I understand it because, you, I mean, you get out of the car and they shove a microphone in your face immediately. And you have no time to compose yourself and think and, and yeah. de- defrag, basically, and, and just come up with the right words to say. So, And he hasn't been in, like you said, Brent, he hasn't been in that position very often. Not really, so, no. Especially when I, you think you have the car that can win the race. Bubba is finally showing what a lot of people have been saying he hasn't been able to do, but many of us have been saying he could do, because he did this in the truck series, too. Well, for the first half of the year, the the big problem with that team was finishing runs. Now they're starting to put it together. They're starting to finish runs, and it's it's not a light switch. It's a slow burn. You kind of have to you, you crawl into it. But once you're there, you're there. I mean, he's starting to finish runs. This, again, four straight top tens. Yep. Got a second. He's got top fives out of that as well. I mean. And you could see his inexperience running in that position while he was racing Joey a little bit. He could have been a little more aggressive and probably gotten by about 15 laps, 20 laps sooner. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You would have, could have, should all day long, but it's not going to change the outcome. You learn from it, and maybe next time he'll get it. Yeah. I don't have any more notes. Anybody got any parting thoughts at all? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay, we're good for this week. It, I came in right at two hours, pretty much. Not bad. No two-and-a-half-hour show this week, so we kept it <laughs> kept it short, quote-unquote. All right, so let's finish this thing up this week. We're still up? Probably. Mm. He's not in school right now. He's going to stay up. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You want to send us some feedback, send that to Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com or send us your voicemail at anchor.fm slash Making Laps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Brent Gleason01. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. You can find uh, Phil at at PJ's Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, you can find Jesse here, basically. Under a rock. In a sweaty box In truck. a sweaty box truck, trying not to die of heat stroke. Ugh, Boy! He's staring at himself because he's fascinated with cameras and mirrors, because he's seven. Boy! How do we end the show? Please do it nicely this time, because I'll ban you if you don't. <laughs> Keep the dirt side down, stay out of the fence. Thank you for listening. Get out of there. Sun's out, guns <laughs> out. <laughs> he does have a tanked up on. He's been running around saying sun's out, guns out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs>